Welcome to the Strength Culture Podcast. I got Svea here with me this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Svea, I'll let him kind of talk about, I'll kind of let him let you fill everyone in yeah. on like basically what we're going to talk about. But um, mm-hmm. I've known you for five, yeah, six, six years. Six now, yeah. Six years. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's been down here this summer at Strength Culture training with me um, here at the facility. And I'll kind of let you take it from there yeah. and let you kind of do the introductions and mm-hmm. you can kind of maybe tell your story a little bit so people know who you are and, and why you came here in the yeah. first place. But yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, my name is uh, Svea and um, I am, the, the name says it, I'm from Denmark um, International. And uh, yeah, me and Jeff met, oh, yeah, years ago um, in Clearwater here. I was here to train um, for college football. So I'm a college football player. And and the reason why I came to the U.S. is because in Denmark, college football is just not big. Um, soccer is the main sport. Um, and if I wanted to play football, I had to come over here. Like yeah. that, was the, that was the main thing for me. Um, so ever since me and Jeff met in, here in Clearwater and we trained together, um, I told him ever since like at some point in my college career, I have to come back and do yeah. an offseason. Nope. Um, just because the training is so different and, and the way that you do things over here in the U.S. is just it's just better. Um, so, yeah. So this summer is the last summer I have for my last season. So right. I'm coming up to my senior season and I play at a Division two school in West Virginia, um, Wheeling University. And uh, me and Jeff talked last summer about coming yeah. down for the summer and training and kind of talked about some of the goals and like. I see this summer as, you know, the final kind of push to my, my last season. And so that's, that's why I came down here uh, to work with Jeff. And we've stayed in touch for those six years back and forth um, wherever he's been at and wherever I've been at. And, and also with the things that I've dealt with, yeah. um, there's been injuries, there's been ups, there's been downs, there's been a lot of stuff um, and different coaches everywhere and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe talk about it a little bit. Cause when we met, six years ago was that your that was just prior to your first college season yeah so that was prior to my first college season and and i ended up getting a scholarship while i was here and that then got dropped when i was supposed to leave so two weeks before i left was going to leave for my first uh season and the head coach messaged me and was like hey man we reached the roster max so i'm sorry can't do nothing for you yeah um so that was prior to my first season um and and yeah, then a year later, I then went on my first season. Right. Yeah, like 2019, right. I believe it was. And where did you play? Tell tell people a little yeah. bit about like your your uh, you know sort of progression in terms of 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 football here in the states because mm-hmm. you and maybe you should also <laughs> tell people how old you are. Yeah, it's, I think it would actually surprise a lot of people yeah. your age as well. Yeah. playing college football. Yeah, yeah I agree. you know. And so for me, it's. Um, in Europe, everything is done a little different. Like gap years after high school is a very normal thing, right? And it's maybe that it's not that it's maybe it's also normal over here, but it's just not spoken about that much. Right. I feel like uh, with a lot of the people that I play with now. And um, so I'm 27 years old and I'm coming up on my last season as just a regular senior, I'm not like a fifth year, six year senior. Obviously, everyone went through COVID. So that put like a year and a half on top of it. And um, but I finished high school 
um, regular high school, just like you do in the U.S. when I was 20 years old. And that's because I've done a year as an exchange student after ninth grade. I still had to go back home and then do three years of high school. So I graduated yeah, when I was 20 from high school. And then I did one gap year where I was over here in Clearwater to train. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to go to college. But then that got dropped. So I had to wait another year. And then I got a chance to go to a junior college. And I was 22 my first semester there, turning 23 in March. So, like, as a freshman, I was 23 years old. Yeah. And but, even back then, it was like, what? Yeah, because in the States, unless people are going on to get, like, a post-grad. Exactly. Or, you know, master's or start working on a doctorate or something. Yeah, they're, they're, done they're, they're done with college. Exactly. Yeah. So, all of my teammates, obviously, there were some, especially at junior college. Um, junior college is, like, for sports, is you go there for two years to kind of set things straight. Right. And that can be anything. You know, if you have great grades that weren't good or behavior problems or if you're international and don't get recruited right. and whatever it is. So that's what I did. So then I did two years there, which ended up being three and a half because of COVID. So right. when I was done there, I was 25, 26, right? And I was just a sophomore, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't think, like, obviously the dream for a lot of kids is to just go straight into a division one school, Yeah. right? But I don't think that people actually value the amount of progress that you can make through other routes yeah. right like you can like juco is usually juco as it's called like yeah. as an abbreviated yeah. term is basically like a developmental milestone right so like if you don't go straight to d1 you still have a year or two years that you can really work on developing yourself with the hopes and opportunity that you can then make a name for yourself and then yeah. still go the route of like yeah. division two or even division one. Yeah. It happens all the time. So yep. I think a lot of kids kind of get like frustrated or, you know, they lose motivation if they don't go straight to D one. Mm -hmm. But like what people don't realize is that just one year yeah. can really change the course. And so yep. it's like, I think that people shouldn't devalue it as much as it usually is right like even even some of the kids um from the high school team that i coach mm -hmm. that come down from canada or international yep. some kids get a little defeated if they don't get like these big division one offers and initially yeah, but initially, it's like yeah. you can but you know and so a lot of them that got division two offers or junior college offers they just decided they were going to basically go back to, to yep. canada and be done and it's like you really don't understand one how competitive it is competitive it is here in the united states exactly two they're a florida team which yep. is even like more competitive because yeah. it's one of the most competitive states yeah, in the yeah. country like yep. majority of four or five star recruits will come out of florida, florida. california yep. texas ohio yep. and so it is like a really good opportunity for mm -hmm. those who you still can go get a college education you can yeah. still go and play sports and you still have time to develop yourself and make yeah. a name for yourself and now with transfer the way the transfer portals work i mean you can transfer basically whenever you if there's interest you want. yeah so you're in your final year yeah you came down here for the summer mm -hmm. um what were your goals obviously i know the answer to these questions but <laughs> yeah. what were your goals coming down here initially before you got here so initially before i got here which has probably been you know a year's time where it's been um, I guess you could say focus goal, where I was like, okay, I know this is going to happen. Right. We're going to make this happen. I'm going to come here for the summer. Um, and the primary thing was uh, strength for me. Um, it's not that I 
wasn't strong before. Right. And it's not that I, you know, I, I've, I've made it to college football and I play. So right. Yeah. There's uh, physical abilities that I do have. And, but I just never felt like I was reaching like the full potential of, especially like my leg strength, to right. be honest. My upper body has always been pretty good. Yeah. Right. And, but, and this is like squatting or deadlifting. It's always been something that I've been good at it, but just number wise, I haven't been that strong at it. Um, and that's not to say that you have, like for you to be a good football player, you have to squat, you know, two times your body weight yeah. or anything. But if, if you're stronger in your legs, you can just produce more force. And if then if you go onto the football field and you make sure to run and sprint, it's, yeah. it's going to be better for you. And so that was my primary goal was get my leg strength up in yeah. squats and deadlifts because I know how you train. I know yeah. your concepts and yeah. how you do. So I knew that it was going to be a lot of back squatting. And the biggest thing for me was getting comfortable back squatting because like I've told you <clears throat> the past couple of times where we have to max test our squat with our football team. I've tweaked something. Yeah. Whether it was my lower back, my upper back, or just something in my hips or something, I just wasn't comfortable squatting yeah, anything over 300 pounds right. and for reps. I just, it was just, uh, and then it got into my head. It's like, okay, I can't handle this weight. So then I would do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, so the primary yeah, goal was, the, the goal was to squat 405. I just put it, yeah. yeah. The goal was I want to squat 405 and to have a set goal instead yeah. of it being, I just want to get stronger because for me, uh, I need to have something that I can like look forward to and something that's like, this is the goal. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can to do it. And to go from not squatting 405 and then in these months, it's been like two and a half months, yeah, three-ish, um, being able to do it comfortably and repeat it, not just like a one-time thing before I leave. Right. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when obviously when you told me that, I was like, okay, you know, like we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I kind of want to just go like as as a the trainer, you know, the the first couple questions that I had was obviously, okay, what are your goals? Yeah. Number two was how often could you train? Yeah. Right, and I think your response was like every day, basically, every day. as right? much as possible. Yeah. Um, and then based on those two things. I was like, okay. Yeah, and sure. and we wrote a program and this yeah. is like, I think where people will probably find some value and some interest in this conversation is uh, everyone's obsessed with programming and programs yeah, yeah. And, and what they can do. Um, but before we get into this, we should preface before we get into like the gains that you made and the yeah. progress that you made and yeah, all these and things the and, stuff, and the yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. we should preface that number one, your job is essentially is to be an athlete, yep. right? It's you treat it like a full-time job yep. um, or at least a part-time job. But, uh, yeah. you know, if you actually think of like lifestyle factors and, All the, and considering yeah. lifestyle factors, which are, are, are basically made and implemented to support your training, yeah. it's full-time, full yeah, right? Exactly. So yep. um, even though you're not training like eight, nine hours a day, yeah. you're doing so many other things exactly. throughout that day. Yep. That are, are really to supplement, like to set up for mm. the most successful training. Mm. So when he told me every day, I thought to myself, okay, we'll go four days a week resistance training twice a day. Yep. And then the other two days, essentially, you did 
plyometric and field work. Yeah. And then Sunday, did you, you mostly just rested Sunday, right? Sunday, so you did, like rest. So I'm a huge bicycle guy, right? Yeah. And so we you, talked yeah. about like, if you want on Sundays, just get some, some blood flow, right? Just yeah. get some cardio done. Don't kill yourself. So there's a nice trail. I just go an hour and yeah. then an hour back. Yeah. But so basically just like just light rest. cardio, light yeah. cardio, nothing that's going to tax you at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he more or less trained every day. Yeah. Basically. You know, I'm look, there's a lot of uh, narratives being pushed around social media that like, you know, you can, you can do like less is more yeah. and that everyone's issue is that they're doing too much yep. and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, like I understand where they're coming from based on the population of people that they're talking about. Yep. But really at the end of the day, the more work that you can put in and, and be able to recover mm. from that work, the better off you're going to be. It's right. Just, like, yeah. I absolutely it, agree. You know, if you have a guy who comes in and only gets four sessions a week, where, you know, if you count that up over 12 weeks yeah. versus the guy who's getting double that in 12 weeks, yep. it's like all things equal. I'm, I will put my odds on the person that comes in is hitting twice as yep. much of the volume yeah. as the other guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, let's kind of go into how we structured. The training so mm -hmm. with 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 the with thinking four days a week yep two sessions a day and we'll kind of talk about what those sessions included because mm -hmm. a lot of people are thinking you're probably just like lifting heavy both sessions yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so we'll go into that and then obviously like your other couple days you did plyometrics and field work mm -hmm. sprints mm -hmm. footwork whatever yeah you know, those kind of things yep um and then and then sunday you still more or less trained but it was just more of like an active yeah just it's florida some, so out riding your bike get out get just that get some sun be outside for a little yeah, bit right be outside get some air yeah exactly. it's a lot of recover so yeah, yeah. sunlight exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah so phase 1 we did 4 weeks yeah 4 weeks every phase was uh, was 4 weeks it was weeks. 4 weeks essentially yeah. so 12 weeks so yeah Phase one of four weeks, we basically did two upper days and two lower days. Yeah. Um, we started the week with upper day or lower day? We started with lower day. Lower, yeah. yeah lower, we, upper. We started with lower because his upper body is, is, is he's incredibly strong. He's incredibly strong, period, but his upper yeah. body is definitely, it's like pretty, I would say, pretty traditional football training yeah. where there's a lot of emphasis on upper body. Yep. And there's emphasis on lower body too, but in my opinion, the quality is just not there. Yeah, I agree. Right? Like yeah. a lot of box squats, a lot of partial yeah. squats. Like most college football programs, you're not you're not seeing a lot of nice, deep, heavy no. squatting occurring. And, yeah, and even if there isn't a box or something, it's like uh, the coaches to the rack. You know, the width of the rack. Get your toes all the way out there, and then squat down, and yeah. then don't go, you know, below parallel and all this stuff. And this yeah. is stuff that I've been told, but it's it's not that. It, it's not that you can't do it, but every time I would squat normally, there'd be a coach who's like, your knees do, like, yeah. make sure you don't. But, yeah. Oh, but your with, knees, you got to be careful. Yeah, but yeah. with me, it's like with my aides, they're also like, oh, he knows what he's doing, right? Look yeah. at him. He knows what he's doing. It's different from like a freshman coming in, and yeah. then I get that you want to put him in like, do this because it's safe, yeah. right? So I get both sides of it. Yeah, Yeah. so basically we had him on uh, two uppers and yeah. two lowers. Mm -hmm. um, so we did lowers on... Monday and Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. And then we did uppers on Tuesday and Friday. So yeah. your first lower session, we so basically the way we structured the day 
right was session one we did like you know how it would probably be categorized like speed slash power yeah probably power probably power right speed, so yeah, yeah so we did like heavy yeah we did yeah. power so for the in the first phase it was you worked up to what was it a top set of three top set of three yep yeah so why don't you go into what your yeah. what your first lower day looked like yep so first lower day it would be um yeah working up to a top set of three in uh in um push press yep so using like the explosiveness of my legs and then obviously driving up but I try to focus on using the legs yeah. and kind of dip into like, it's basically like the top of a front squat, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like you dip in and then you get it up, um, work up to a top set of three and that would be the top set of the day. So yeah. like the whole thing with this is also like, it's, there's not a, you don't have to hit certain percent of my max Correct. and it's yeah. not like we came in and I had to test my maxes on anything. Yeah. It's just go into a top set. Once I got that top set, which, you know, you'd probably get between four or six working sets ish. Um, and then I would do front squats and do eight sets of three to five. Yeah. So that rep range is like I would do, you know, sets of five until I couldn't hit five. Yep. And then I would put once I got up to five reps, I might put five, 10 pounds on, do four. And then once I couldn't do four, I would do three. Yep. And then I would work up basically to a top set. Yeah. Of, yeah. of three right um yeah and that yeah. was then the morning session so that's power the, yeah that's the morning session so yeah. to recap the morning session he came in worked up to a top set of three yep. on the push press mm -hmm. and then a top set of three to five that's on the front squat yeah it's like so probably 12 average of 12 working sets total yeah. between the both of those exercises exactly yeah uh which would put you in right about an hour yeah probably right it took, yeah so every session was about an hour all depending on how much rest. Like yeah. the last phase we've done, I've had more rest more because rest, it's yeah. less reps. Um, and then sometimes you get in, there's people in here, so you talk and you, yeah, right? yeah. so like, but about an hour of like actual strength yep. work, yep. Um, which was perfect because if it, if you had me in here for two hours in the morning and then three hours in the afternoon, yeah, I just wouldn't be able to recover, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, that was a morning session, which, um, which, yeah, and then with the front squats, always get eight sets. So yeah. eight working sets. Yeah. So if I worked up to a top set of three and I had done, I felt like I'd done maybe three or four working sets, take, take 10, 15% off, make sure I get the sets in. Yeah. That was yep. a big thing for me is like, even it's hard and all that stuff, take some weight off and then get the sets in. Yeah. That's what we talked a lot about. Like, yeah. make sure you get all the reps and all the sets. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty straightforward. You know, like you said, we didn't test max. Yep. You know, the way I, and I've talked about this recently on threads and on Instagram and stuff is just like, I don't use percentages typically. Um, I use rep ranges to determine mm -hmm. like what my, what, what I'm working up to. Right. Yeah. And it's pretty like, it's pretty auto-regulatory, whereas yeah. it's it's pretty simple. Uh, across eight sets, I'm working up to a top set of three to five. Yep. If I hit it before I'm done with my sets, then I do some back off back off sets, and then you know next session I come in and do this workout, which will be in the next week. Yeah. I'm trying to either I'm trying to increase, you know, the previous weight for reps. Like if I only did three or four, I'm trying to add reps to that, mm -hmm. and then once I do that, it's like add weight. Like yep. it's it's pretty straightforward progressive yeah. overload. Like. It's really the only way to, to know that you're actually like, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like the most objective way to know you're making progress is, yeah. am I doing the same amount of weight for more reps? Yep. And am I doing more weight within the same rep range? And if so, I'm getting stronger. Getting strong. And that was the whole thing too, was with like, with making sure I would get those set in because let's say the first workout, 
obviously the weight I would work up to in the top set was less than it is now, yeah. but I would work up to the top set, which is what I could get and then take some off. Yeah. And every once like we progressively got further into the program and the faces, the top set would be heavier. So then the back off sets are exactly heavier, right. Yeah. So like, it's, yeah. it's just, um, Everything's heavier. Warm-up sets exactly. get heavier. The yep. average the average weight across all sets is heavier. Yep. Your top set is heavier. Exactly. Therefore, your back off sets exactly. are heavier. So at the end of the day, it all should be getting heavier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Good. So let's talk about the second session. Yep. So, well, actually, let's kind of just briefly, obviously it changed day to day, but mm -hmm. you woke up, you would come in like not between nine and 10 in the morning, yeah. hit your first session, yeah. maybe hang out for a little bit, go yeah. home. Eat lunch. Eat a lot of food. Yeah, yeah you obviously <laughs> ate breakfast before you came. Yeah. Would eat a big lunch. Mm -hmm. Did you nap? Yeah. Most Usually days, napped, right? Most days, nap or at least lay down, Just chill. watch something, chill, yeah. podcast, yeah. whatever. Um, some days, I'd be up, but Florida, <laughs> it's very hot. Especially, it, and it was a hot summer. Exactly. Hot Especially summer. For, yeah. for me. I mean, I'm from Denmark. It doesn't really get that hot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would, between sessions, rest. Yeah. Just because, and that's also the thing for me this summer. It's training, right? Yeah. There's a lot of great things to do in Florida, and I've done all of them, yeah. right? But yeah, you every, got out and about exactly. But every like in the weekdays, it's like this is my job, right? Yeah. So go home and and that's what we need people rest. to understand because I know a lot of people are going to walk away from this and go either a they want to try training like this and try their program, yeah. And I'd say if you have the schedule to do it, go for it. You have, the, but you have to keep in mind that the number one goal. Is, is basically he's treating it as a professional athlete where Completely. he's coming down here to train and the the discipline and the focus was very much on that. Yes. Right? And so. also, I think um, for being a college athlete, once I come back to the season, I know how much stress there is. Yeah. But this summer, my daily stressors have been very low. Right. Yeah. So like I haven't had being here, right? I know some people here, but it's not like I have all the friends. So there's right. not a lot of strings pulling me. It's like, ah, let's go out. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's yeah. run. And it's been tough, right? Because yeah. relations are huge, but it's been focused, right? Yeah. So like the stressors haven't been like, oh, man, I'm going to miss tomorrow's workout because I was out late or I'm not getting my eight, nine hours of sleep, or 10 hours of sleep, right? So all that stuff, when you put it all together, it's just, I've been able to do it because of all of it. Yeah. 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 And one thing, actually, I, I kind of have a way I want to format this. So yeah. real quick, let's talk about what was your starting weight when you got here? So when I got here, I was 207. Okay. 207. Yep. 207 pounds was his starting weight, mm -hmm. right? So, okay. Day one of each phase was a lower body. Uh, first workout of phase one was push press, top set of three. Yep. Front squat, top set of three to five across yep. eight sets. Yep. Right. You came in for your second session. What was your second session of day one? So second session of day one was um, five sets of five to seven reps. Okay. And we started out doing uh, hack deadlifts, something I hadn't ever done before. Yeah. Um, and that was primarily to get some quad work in, right? Like yeah. my big thing for me is all the years that I've been squatting, use my yeah lower back and hips more yeah. than I use my quads to be yeah. fair right not that I haven't been able to squat the way that we squat now but the focus hasn't been as much in using the legs and trusting it and sticking to it um so yeah work up to uh, a top set uh of five to seven reps across five sets five sets basically. yeah um we do that and then we talk a lot about this with accessory stuff um and that's it is 
it has changed. Maybe not my opinion about it, but it's changed the way that I look at it now. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of, you know, three sets of, I don't know, 12 to 15 reps of split squats or yeah. of Cossack squats and all that stuff. Um, but instead, we uh, put in some plyos. Yeah. So, so traditionally, most people... So just so people have an understanding of like what I was thinking planning out this session, right? Yeah. Is session one of the day was like power and primarily strength. Yeah. Where session two was essentially like supplemental strength yeah. slash bodybuilding or metabolic. Yeah. And then a little bit of cardio and conditioning. Yeah. So, you know, we went five sets of five to seven on the hack deadlift. Same exact thing, just mm -hmm. working up to a top set of five to seven. My primary thing of thinking for you for sure coming in mm -hmm. was, okay, if we're looking to increase the squat numbers, I want to strengthen the quads. Yeah. So we had like a heavy quad emphasis. Yeah. And then where most people would probably go to here on the secondary or tertiary work is you'll see varying squat things like Cossack squats yeah. or split squats yeah. slash lunges of some variation. Yeah, or some like one leg stuff. Yeah, exactly. Talk about everyone wants to put that in. Exactly. And then... But for you, that, 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 that could be a good option. But for you, we really used sort of like these deep plyos, yeah. these deep tier plyos as your sort of metabolic training. Yeah. So we use, what was it, like alternating leaps? Alternating, yeah, leaps, alternating lunge basically jumps. basically like alternating lunge jumps yeah. for those who are listening and don't really understand. Yeah. Um, and we did like, what was it, 5 by 20 seconds and 40 seconds rest? Yep, exactly. Yeah, so... Um, and that was like alternating leaps. And so that was, so instead of doing again, walking lunges or split squats or Cossack squats or something, or like, you know, uh, single leg sh shrimp squats or pistol mm, squats, mm. we just did plyometric as yeah. sort of the metabolic slash bodybuilding. Exactly. Aspect. Yeah. And then after that was just cardio, so, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, you did rower or bike basically. Yeah. So a big thing that we added was, yeah, the cardio and, yeah. and the first maybe week or two, uh, I would because it was on the program, right? Yeah. I'm a, one of those guys, whatever you tell me to do, I'm doing it hundred yeah. percent. Right. So that that's also a big thing with this is like, I never steered off. I haven't missed the session. Right. Right. And, but so we did it in the afternoon, 20 to 30 minutes on either the bike or the rower just to not have impact. Right. Yeah. So not running. Yeah. Um, not that I can't run, but just, you know, uh, Yeah. no, you, you were doing multiple plyo sessions exactly. and field sessions a week. Yeah. So we basically wanted to accumulate some steady state. Yeah slash zone two yeah, if you want ish to cardio easy I as, as much easy. as easy cardio yeah. through the week yeah yeah so i would do yeah every session afternoon session and then i started adding it in the morning too just because of how i felt after yeah. it just it just i don't think it's like a magical thing right but it just made me feel like after i've done all the strength growth especially in the morning i could just sit there and relax yeah I mean, that's a big thing. So you could do that or some people lay down and breathe, right? It's the same thing, yeah. right? I'm just on there and I'm getting some blood through the, through the body, but I'm also breathing. That was a yeah. huge thing for me. Yeah. Especially like people that move a lot of weight and shift yeah. in often and then they complain yeah. about how stiff their body feels and yeah. stuff like that. Something as simple as just getting on a piece of cardio equipment, like yeah. a, especially a, a bike or a rower. Because the bike that I have here is like an alternating. Exactly. So that gets, that's going to get a lot of mobility. Like the rip cage moving. Or, or uh, the rower, which is like a, a big like flexion. The rower's been huge. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes when I would sit on it, I would think you're sitting there for 30 minutes, right? So yeah. like a lot of shit goes through your head. But so sometimes I would think of that whole thing of extending yeah, and then exactly. get all the way, right? Yeah. So it just. So you're just getting tons of mobility. So yeah. it's like. And blood. like And blood flow. Exactly. And, and just like, you so know, good. you know, can, like. Cardiovascular conditioning. Yeah, cardiovascular, it's, yeah. it's been huge. So and it's been a huge thing to be able to recover from all the stuff that I've been doing. Yeah, I think so too. I think that was 
I honestly think the cardio was a big was big in allowing you to recover day to day and be yeah, ready for the next absolutely, session. Absolutely. Um, and so that second session, yeah, the lifting and, and the plyo aspect of it probably only was about another thirty minutes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then it was another twenty, and then you know whatever you did, twenty to thirty minutes on of cardio bike, on yeah. the bike or on the rower. So really, like if you want to go through it, it's probably more like one and a half sessions. Yeah, um, you could say that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, and then we'll kind of go into the next day. So mm -hmm. that's that's what day one, phase one looks like. Yeah. Um. So let's go into day two. Yeah. We we'll kind of talk about what that was. Yeah. So day two was um, upper body, and it kind of the layout of it is similar, right? There's a structure to it, so yep. it's the same thing. Work up to a top set of three. And I would do, um, I would do, wait, this was cleans, I believe. Yeah, I think we just did power, power like cleans. hang clean, right? Yeah, just hang, hang cleans. Clean. Um, hang cleans. We might have actually done hang cleans on the lower body and then push press on the upper because we've switched them around a little bit. Yeah, either way. Yeah, so we would do hang cleans, top set of three. Um, and then work up to a yeah, top set of three with that. And then I would go in and do neck press. Yeah. And that was uh, eight sets of three to five. Yeah, and that was, that was behind the neck, right? That was behind the neck press. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so eight. So, so basically, just keep in mind, guys, as you're listening, like the structure for all four of these workouts for each phase was relatively the same. So yeah. we're not going to go into a big like, but basically, same thing. We did a power movement, power. top set of three. So primary strength, eight yeah. sets of three to five again. Yeah. And then when you came in for your second session, what did your second so session? Second through? session would be a superset of dips and pull-ups or chin-ups. Yeah. Um, and like classic push-pull, right? It's not like yeah. a... Um, and uh, that was five sets of five to seven reps. Yeah. And I would do it the same way, right? Work up to a top set, five to seven. Yeah. And then if, you know, if I only felt like I'd had whatever working sets back off and yeah. then do a couple of sets. Usually the first phase, like in the first couple of weeks, I would hit, you know, all five sets and then the top set, yeah. the last set would be the top set. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people are going to, they'll get carried away in, in trying to like, um, how do I know what my tops? And it's yeah, like, you don't really have to think into no, it. No, like, no. even if you're, cons even if you're incredibly conservative mm -hmm. in your first week or two, it really doesn't matter. It's no. not going to, it's not going to take away from the work that you're doing. So I would air people like on the conservative side mm. and when you're selecting your weights, because then if you're a little bit more conservative, you go, okay, based on this session, I know for sure I can probably go up 10, yeah. 10 pounds to start. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have a better estimation mm. versus if you're, if you're too aggressive with it and you hit like your top set by like set two or set, and then it's like, yeah, you're, you're gonna, it, it's going to be a lot harder to kind of backpedal yeah. from there. Yeah, so yeah, I would, yeah. I would tell people to just be a little bit more conservative in selecting, you know, uh, in, in your initial sessions and I especially agree. your first one, because yeah. if you get through your first one pretty conservatively, you're going to have a better idea based on the, the perceived effort of the workout. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, that, that would be my suggestion. Don't get too, like, I like, Oh, I have to find what my absolute rent max, max is on that first no, no, session. No. You don't have to do that. No. And I also think, so like I've done the, I've done both. Right. So like I've done where I've worked up to a top set and 
uh, it was only set number three. Or like in my mind, it's like yeah. this. Okay, now that I've gotten to if it was front squats, I would start my working sets at I don't know two twenty five, right? right? And then I'd say that's number one, and then I would throw on you know two seventy five. Oh yeah. shit, this is my top set. Yeah, right. So like, I just have to figure it out, right? Yeah. But in beginning, just add a little bit, right? Yeah, because you're you're always going to be able to go. Okay, this is the top set. I'm feeling good, and let's try to back off. If this feels incredibly heavy, then I'm done. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I would say just as like a as a general as a very general prescription, mm-hmm. I would say for upper body probably go up five to ten pounds yeah. per set. Yeah, and for lower body go up 10 to 20 pounds per set. Now that's obviously going to depend on many factors, like how strong you are and stuff like that. But that's a pretty good general general. rule um, when you're kind of training this way. Uh, Again, upper body, five to 10 pounds per set, and then lower body, 10 to 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's an easy way to do it. And also once, so now I've done it for months. So now I I don't even question it. I know I could put on five or I could put on 10. Or once we get up into like the lower rep range, it's like, okay, now I put two and a half on each side, right? I mean, it's- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know, now it gets heavier. Okay, I can't just throw on 20 pounds total. Exactly. You just learn by doing. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's really simple. people- People over, definitely overanalyze the process oh, yeah. way too much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was um, then the afternoon session was dips and chins, yep. five by five to seven. Yep. And then it was um, shoulders. So we started off with um, overhead races. Yeah. I guess you call them that shoulder yeah. shoulder races. Yeah. We basically just did shoulder accessory. Exactly. Shoulder accessory. Um, three, three sets, I think, yeah. 10 to 12, something just. That whole thing wasn't like do top sets or anything, but the rep range again. If I pick a weight, thirty-five pound dumbbells, and I can do twelve reps on each side, then you go up go a up. little bit. Yeah. And if I can only do ten, I might just stay or go down. Yeah, exactly. So very simple. And that was just basically just to get the shoulders moving. Yeah, that's it was just, it's, it's just accessory work. Yeah, usually focused on hitting some specific ranges, not only to yeah. get like a little pump, but also to just hit some hit some ranges, right? Yeah. Just like so, be- exposure, especially the shoulders. It's like yeah. you know. The shoulders are, are pretty easily susceptible to like overuse. So it's like just yeah. a matter of just taking them through a range of motion that you're not getting necessarily yeah, exactly. in a workout or exactly. whatever. So did, pretty, pretty straightforward. Like yeah, yeah. shoulder accessory, one to three sets. Yeah. You could do one exercise, you could do a couple exercises depending on, you know, how much time you have left yep. in the session or, or, you know, what you need. And then yeah. we did cardio again, right? And then cardio again. Yep. yep. So had that cardio uh, every, basically every single day, right? Yep. So when I was out on the field, similar thing. Yeah, and, and we can kind of get into like the, the like misconceptions about cardio. I think after, especially in the yeah. football world, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, you know, shoulder yeah. accessory, one to three sets, yeah. and then another twenty to thirty minutes on the bike, on the on you know, yeah. on the and bike. like the shoulder accessories, like we would have exercises chosen for it, but it it wasn't like uh like so, so some days I was, I was like. Uh, if the week prior I'd done power raises, right. And yeah. I've been on the bench. Okay. I'm going to go over to the cable and do it. Yeah, or, exactly. uh, I've done, uh, just, I have uh, one on my shoulders that is just, I've had an injury, right. So I like to get some rotation in yeah. do some rotation, right. So that's not like, uh, you can do anything. Yes. Basically. You can, you can switch it up. Like I would say I, I actually like my primary, like my primary strength work and stuff to be pretty consistent. Yeah. And then my accessory work. Some a lot of variability yeah. switch it up get a pump move on about your day yeah, yeah. right yeah so and then of course your in-between day yeah um you when know we won't go into too much detail yeah. but basically 20 to 30 minutes of some plyometrics yeah and then you did your your field work right? yeah and then i would do field work and that's you know 
I've played football football for a while, so I would do whatever I think is necessary for me to be yeah. able to still move. That was a huge thing for me. Um, because there's also, I mean, I guess some people um think that like uh um if you get too too big and too strong, you're just gonna walk around like a fridge on the field. Yeah. Like that's what I usually say. Um, but that's only gonna happen if you stop doing football movements. Yeah. So like when you move around as a football player. You do a lot of lateral stuff, right? You got to be low. You got to do all these things and you have to be fast, right? Yeah. So I would do that. And then I would do like strict sprint work. Sprint work. Yeah. Like you did like acceleration. Accelerations. I would have an acceleration top day, speed. top speed yeah. day. Um, and then I would mix it up, do flies or do whatever, yeah. right? Just yeah. to, to make sure that was in. Yeah. And I think like quickly, and then we'll move on to the, the last two days yeah. of the phase. Is that like the primary misconception that you hear a lot of times, especially with like, like uh, sport coaches yeah. is that like weightlifting or getting bigger and stronger, you start moving shittier for last, yeah, yeah. move worse. Yeah. But I really think it's more about what you're not doing versus yeah. what you are doing. And, and if we really just look intelligently, what a lot of guys start doing, especially in the off season or whatever, is they start to only lift weights and they're not doing plyometrics. They're yeah. not running. They're not yeah. doing conditioning. So it's more about what is not in the program yeah. that they're doing versus what they are doing. Like you can yeah. still move really well and get bigger and get stronger yeah. as long as you continue to move. You just have right? to continue like, to move. That was my big thing. It was like, yes, I, I want to get stronger and faster. Right. And the movements that we've done have been very simple, right? It's yeah. a squat and it's a deadlift. And yeah. some people would go, well, all you're doing is going up and down. You're just getting stiff in this. Um, and yes, if you're squatting in a certain way, yeah. I'd say that's true. Yeah. But also you could squat in that way. But then if you're out on the field and you're getting your hips to move, yeah. right? That's a huge thing. I'm play linebacker, right? Yeah. I have to be able to move. I have to be able to stop and change direction. Yep. So doing that twice a week, it's just if you do that, you're going to be fine, yeah, right? Exactly. But most guys will go like, oh, now I've worked out for two or three months. Now there's like two weeks until training camp. Now I'm going to start putting in some football movements. Yeah. You're just going to be behind. Yeah. We just like, kept it in. Yeah. We just kept it in the whole summer. Yeah. And that was maybe like an hour, an hour and a half because it was yeah. hot. Outside. It's hot. Yeah. So I would go in the mornings and, and then I'd usually come in here, right? Because we'd had the rugby team on Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd Wednesdays, you here. would come in and you would do you would join us and do yeah. a lot of the conditioning and yeah. cardio stuff that we did during the rugby workouts yeah. as well. Which is really nice. Yeah. And then so you basically did bios yeah. and cardios yeah. and then did cardio again in the evening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just... It's just nice. And also the whole thing with like having a team in the here. The team in here. It's just yeah. uh that's I've been a team team sports player all my life, right? So I just feed off of having a team. It's just yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the middle day or the in-between day. Yeah, that's in between day. So let's yeah. go into the third strength training day or resistance yeah. training day. Yep. Which is gonna be your lower two. Yeah. So lower two. Um same thing, working up to a top set. Um, and it would be uh hand cleans again. So hand cleans work up to a top set of three, and uh, then it would be back squats, um, working up to a top set of three to five. And Did you do the split cleans during that phase? That was that, that was, was the second, second phase. phase. Okay, so hand cleans again, top yeah. set of three. Yep, and then back and squat, then back squats eight, eight by three to five, by three to five. Yep. Cool. And what was your second session? Second session was um, deficit deadlifts, five sets of five to seven. And then this session, we would also do you know, the plyo, deep tier kind of stuff, yeah. right? Um, and it would be a skater jumps. That's right. We did the, uh, so a more 
So for those aren't who aren't getting the pattern, so on lower day one, the plyo was more was more vertical. Yeah. And then on day two, lower, the plyo was more horizontal. horizontal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's and right. You did the skater yep. bounds or focusing on, yeah, just getting yeah. So that was like a lot of adductor yep, exactly. adductor outer hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um and then again, twenty to thirty minutes of cardio there. Yeah, and then twenty to thirty minutes of cardio uh, at the end. Yeah, good. And let's go session two. Yep. So session two, the upper, we would do. Um, oh, that was session. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Session two upper. Yeah. yeah. So session two upper would be top set of three. And uh, in the mornings, that would be push press or we started doing split jerk behind the neck. Split actually. jerk. Yeah. yeah. So we would do either split jerk or just behind the neck yeah. push press, I guess you could call it. Top set of three. Top right? set of three. And those we actually alternated legs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it was split jerk. Yep. Yeah. We alternated legs, which yeah. like, obviously if you're a weightlifter, you're probably, you may not traditionally alternate <laughs> legs on a split jerk. I no, mean, I just, think you're seeing it more now. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. they definitely do it a little bit more now to like try to keep things, to keep things somewhat balanced. Yeah. But we definitely switched front Switch leg legs. and back leg. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. alternated yeah. sides, which yep. Was it clear? Initially, there was a clear difference side to side, but it definitely cleaned up. It cleaned it's up. It's never going to be the same, but it definitely cleaned up as you went through it. Yeah. And yeah. I also think doing it. So, like, I would, I'm, I've always been like, whatever my good side can do, I have to get my, my not so good side to yeah. do. So sometimes if it's, if it was a heavy set and if I would do it like a top set of three, um, I would go with the good leg first. It's like, okay, yeah. you can do it. And then the, then the worst leg. And then the good leg. Yeah. And then the next set, I would go the bad leg, the good leg. So it always just kind of yeah, you just kind of alternate. And you just get trust. You find trust in actually being able to do it on the good and the bad leg. Yeah. Um, so and then the strict work was um just shoulder press. It was shoulder press, shoulder right? Shoulder like press strict military press, strict, strict press, press, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um eight, uh, three to five. Eight by three to five. So again, similar thing, power and then something strict. Yep. Power and then strength. Yeah. And then uh, let's go into second and session then, of the day. Yeah, second session of the day would be bench press and chin-ups. So bench press would be uh, working up to a top set of five to seven, Yep, five sets. And chin-ups would be the same thing. Work up to a top set, five to seven, five sets. And for the chin-ups, did we switch grips? We switch grips. Switch grips, right? yeah. So, yeah. I would, so in this gym, we have, there's a neutral grip. Um, you can also do wide pull-ups. You can do you can do anything. supinated, yeah, supinated. So I would just pick just, a variation. I picked a variation, and then some some weeks I would because I did it twice a week. Some weeks it would be twice neutral, right? Yeah. It all depended on how how what yeah. did I want to do, and yeah. it felt good. Yeah, yeah. I think for most people, if you're healthy, you can probably just pick which one ever whichever one you're strongest at and exactly. you feel strongest at. I think there's a lot of value in switching up grips from an elbow health perspective. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think if people start to sort of get elbow tendonitis or whatever, mm -hmm. switching up the grips from neutral pronated or supinated mm -hmm. really helps a lot. And then I also kind of look at like, what did they do pressing wise? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. on your day one, you did dips, which is going to be a neutral, like a relatively yeah, neutral. neutral grip. Yeah. So maybe I would do like a pronated or supinated yeah, chin up. Yeah. Whereas day two was a bench press, which is going to be a pronated grip. Yep. So I would maybe do a, a neutral or supinated yeah, chin up, exactly. right? So that's yeah. one way you can definitely look um, at upper body. It's a very simple way to look at upper body training and yeah. getting some slight variability, even just within the grip, just the grip yeah. because of the forearm rotation and the way yeah. the bones twist. It's just a really smart way mm. to train and keep your elbows healthy. Yeah. And, right. 
And so. I think with with that, like I I started to think about it that, yeah. but in in the beginning, like so when I did a dip, just naturally I was like, this was a neutral grip. So then I would do thinking of it, now. yeah. And yeah. then I would do bench, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just go do a different grip. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just I, you don't have to think that much about. No, you don't. And your and, body will naturally go, okay. Let's switch it up a little. And I think it's one of those things of being proactive against ever having to really worry about like elbow rehab or shoulder rehab is like, if you just make slightly more intelligent decisions regarding Mm. your primary work, Mm. something as small as changing up your grip is going to make a big difference in your training. Because a lot of guys that have elbow and shoulder problems, they always, they're always pressing in pronation. They're always pulling like their shoulders and and elbows are basically always always in one position all the time. Yeah. So if you if you switch up those things, you're going to get slightly different tissue recruitment, a little mm-hmm. bit more variability in the joints, which means you're probably going to have better mobility, better range of motion. You're just yeah. going to feel better. So it's a way to be slightly proactive. It's not a guarantee that you may not experience those things depending on your tolerance, your level of strength, the volume of training and things like that. But yeah. it's definitely a smart way to program yeah. and probably and be slightly more proactive so you don't I have agree. to be so reactive later. Yeah. But also just like we talked about, like the primary work is like more specific and then once you get into maybe like the little variability in changing your grip yeah. just like we talked about with the shoulder stuff right yep just change it up a little bit right yeah. the angle of something yeah. yeah exactly yep and then we did uh and then cardio as well yeah arm accessory yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. arm accessory um and again so we had two specific exercises and it yeah. was interesting for actually the first ones we did um would be um skull crush skull crushes yeah right yeah tricep extension right yep. laying down but really try to push right to yep. get the scapula kind of all the way extended and just yeah, yeah. for the for these ones in particular for you just because of the volume of the compound barbell work mm-hmm. i had you specifically doing like a really heavy reach so yeah, yeah reach that's what like works. reaching yeah. as you're doing the tricep extensions sort of to open up the open upper up. back yeah right um so again, just a, like a slight change that you can make so, to something yeah. everyone does in the gym yeah. to get a little bit of a different stimulus and maintain mm-hmm. mobility because a lot of guys will do tricep extensions the same way they bench press and that's with like a big heavy arch and shoving the rib cage forward and stuff. Yeah. And so we actually had it to where you reached forward a yeah. little bit and you opened up the upper back. Yeah. And, and same with curls. We would do spiral curls, right? When you're on yeah, the Yeah, and that, yeah, we specifically did really spider curls so that way you had to really reach around the bench yeah, and, yeah. and do that. So, Which felt really good after all that work, right? Yeah. This was the last um, session, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. This was on Fridays usually. Yep. So it'd be the last thing and get, yeah, it's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so to recap phase one, before we go into the phase two, yeah. um, now that everyone's kind of got the formula and stuff, mm-hmm. We did the recap would be four days training. Yeah. And you did lower, upper, lower, upper, yeah. more or less with uh, uh you yeah. know, with the uh, um, middle day in there. With the middle day in there. Yeah. And then we did a power movement mm-hmm. training up, going to a top set of three in phase one. Yep. Then we did a primary uh, you know, either squat or deadlift mm-hmm. and then uh push slash pull, which yeah. is typically some sort of compound upper yeah. um, press and compound pull, which was usually always chin-ups. Yeah. Um, so always, well, let's see, phase one, lower, upper, lower, upper, top set of three on a power movement first. Then we did one single primary yep. uh, compound, eight sets of three to five. Um, and then the second session of the day was five by five to seven 
Um, on the lower days, you did some, uh, you did plyos for your metabolic work. Yep. Followed by 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. And then on your upper days, you did, uh, you know, you did uh, shoulder accessory and arm, and arm accessory followed by 20 followed to 30 by. minutes of cardio. Yep. So top set of three on power, eight by three to five um, on your primary strength. Mm -hmm. That was session one. Session two was five by five to seven mm -hmm. on your secondary strength. Yep. Uh, both a push or pull or a deadlift or squat variation. Yeah. On the lower day, five by 20 seconds work, 40 seconds rest of um, deep tier plyometrics. Yep. And then on your upper days, you did shoulder accessory one day, arm accessory the other day, and each yep. day was 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. So yep. that was phase one. So we got one question. One question here is about the top set on the live on Instagram. Yeah, let's the, do it. The top set is asking, is the power movement top set of three also eight sets? And no. Um, you get the sets in that you get, but it's yeah. just working up to whatever the top weight is. And um, so there's not a specific amount of sets that I have to do, but usually if it's, let's say it's a back squat, right? And your top set, if you can push four or five, you have to work up in increments, right? Yeah. So you're going to get maybe four to six. Yeah, I would sets say four to six ish, sets probably. Right? It all depends. Power. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you can write it like that. Like you could write it like I literally just said top set. Yeah. But. It's probably going to be probably three to five, four to six. Ish, you know, yeah. you can say three to six, probably yeah. working, of working sets. sets. Yeah, yeah. But I also think it's like with with Jeff knowing me, he knows he can tell me top set of three. Yeah, I can tell you know top set. Yeah, that top. I'll get the sets in, and I won't just go okay two twenty five, three fifteen, and then four or five. Yeah, exactly. I, that's not the way yeah. I train, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, that was a good question. Yeah, yeah. So. Three to six ish working Set. sets yep. on on the uh, on the power work. Yeah. Um. Good. So let's go. That's phase one. Yep. That was so, phase one. Four four weeks of that. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks of that. So phase two. Let's go ahead. We'll just recap the phase, and then recap. we can go into the exercises yeah. we did. So phase yeah. two, we went to ten sets. Yeah. Right. So we, we maintained the four days a week. Yep. Of lower upper lower upper. Yeah. And then we would do top set of two. Top set of two now. Right. So the power work was top set of two. Yeah. And then your uh, like primary strength yeah. was 10 sets yeah. of two to four reps. Yep. So 10 by two to four. Yeah. All right. So day one, lower session one. What did you do? Yeah. So now um, we still kept in. Um, yeah, so now we would do the push press. Okay. Yep. Yep. Push press, top set of two. And then we would do front squats, 10 sets, two to four. That's all right. Okay, good. And, and then what did session two look like for that Session day? two, we now put in um, a sumo deadlift. That's all right. We did six sets of four to six reps. Yeah, and so secondary strength for this phase... Basically went to six sets by four to six. Yeah. So yeah. it went up a, up uh, up one set and then lower in reps. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now we would do similar with the plyos. You did sumo squat, right? Sumo sumo uh, deadlift. Sorry. Sumo deadlift. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then now with the with the um, 
with the alternating lunge jumps, we would, it was similar, but we would focus more on the deep tier. So we would do like one and a quarter reps. Yeah. Or yeah. So basically just like double, 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 double rep, double yeah. taps or yeah, like, yeah, exactly. whatever. So, so basically really instead of just going in and alternating out, yeah. you went into it, stayed in for another rep basically yep, and exactly. then switch legs. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yep. so we, so we maintained, what do we, we think we just called them like one and a half reps or one I, and a yeah, quarter that's reps. What we, or yeah. whatever. We were like one and a quarter. Yeah. It's just, you get down, you jump up a little bit and then you jump all the way up. Basically. That's right. Yep. It's like that a little the, pump at the bottom, I guess. That was the alternating leaps. Yep. Yeah. And then followed by 20 to 30 minutes. And this phase, I, I would do cardio morning and after basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, that was the lower. Right? Yeah. That's the lower one. Yeah. So and let's then, go upper one, upper one. It would be a top set of two of the split cleans. That's right. That's when we went. Split, That's when we split, split cleans. Uh, and again, switch legs, which in this one was huge. My left leg in front, like way better than my right yeah. leg in front. And I could still move the same weight, but we tried to focus on getting like a vertical shin, actually yeah. getting a split yeah. instead of just kind of. Like it's very to, short. Yeah, I struggled with that in the beginning. Yeah, we had to specify basically trying to get as long of a yeah. split as possible. Yeah. And it is self-regulated. You're not going to go too far. Like a lot not of people, I think, inherently think that you're going to like end up in a split trying to catch it. No. If you try to split as, as far as you can, you're going to end up with a parallel, like a pretty vertical front yeah, yeah, shin, yeah. like and, a and somewhat like, negative shin angle. Exactly. And like yeah. we talked about, like for for the um, not a weightlifter, right? So it's not going to look like weightlifting right. a split, right? Yeah. But just to get like the same amount of yeah. kind of to be able to catch it in that position, yeah. um, which is really nice. Yeah, you're basically catching front leg and yeah. some amount of like hip flexion, knee flexion. Exactly. And then back leg is basically like just full extension, hip yeah. extension, knee extension. Yeah, it just extension. felt really good. Yeah. Um. So top set of two of those and then 10 sets, two to four of um, just strict press. Strict press. Yep. And that was the morning session. And then the afternoon, it was, um, again, it was um, dips and chin-ups. So we did dips and chins again. Yeah. So that basically stayed the same. And that was then six sets of four to six reps. Yep. Um, and then some shoulder stuff. We switched up the exercises. Yeah. Or it was, yeah, I think it was just like, do, do two exercises you like. Yeah, it, it, it literally was like primary. you got 15, 20 minutes to yeah. kind of like do a couple exercises that you want to do. Exactly. Don't yeah. don't read too much into it. Yeah. And I like I like doing that with athletes, even with the high school yeah. team. I like to have about 40 to 45 minutes of like structured what I want and need you to do. Yep. And then I like to give them 15, 20 minutes to kind of just do something yeah. at the end that yeah. they like to do. Yeah. Right. Um, I think giving athletes a little bit of that freedom to like, Ooh, I get to do something I yeah, like. I think exactly. it's very useful for maintaining motivation, especially when you have such a, I mean, this is a lot of training, right? So it's, it, it to can, some people mentally, it can really start to bog them down and they get a little overwhelmed. So yeah, if you get to finish a session with, you know, yeah. arms and shoulders of stuff you get to do, exactly. you have some fun with it. Exactly. It helps, you know, lighten the mood up a little yeah. bit and you move on about your day. Yeah, so I also think it's just, I mean, with all this training, a lot of people, it's, boring right and it's yeah. and i understand it yeah. right and um, but exactly sprinkling in some stuff where it's like okay now i'm gonna do whatever i want but it's also knowing the athletes right yeah. there's very minimal there's not a lot of athletes in here that are gonna do something that's stupid yeah right no Just, and, and you've been around a lot of my other athletes yeah. too is you can tell that they've i mean i'll toot my horn you can tell they've yeah. been coached well yeah. and and yeah they 
can auto regulate and self regulate mm-hmm. and they understand yeah. their workout and why they're doing it. Yep. You know? So, um, that's well, always a nice sign to see is because exactly. in the initial phases, it means that I've done my job yeah. that they understand the training process. They understand the purpose of the training process. Yep. And based on the information that they have for me, they can come in and they can start designing their own training yeah. in a way that would reflect yeah. the same way that I would do it. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it gives them freedom. Yeah. But it gives them freedom because they're not just randomly doing stuff. Yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. stuff that they want to do, but still understanding the goal and purpose of why we're doing it. Exactly. Right. But it did, that just comes from good coaching. And then also like you being around in here. So when someone's in here, like we'd had a couple of athletes in here and then we're deadlifting. Yeah. And then you come in and you're like, well, this a guy's like, ah, it's hard to do it. And then you'll explain something. And it sticks. Yeah. Right. So like make sure that you do this and focus on the hips to this. Yeah. So it's just all that little bit of knowledge here and there. Yeah. It's gonna make it to where when you're not here, or if you're sitting in the office, yeah, or exactly. if they're like, Okay, this kind of hurts, I can do this instead. They can adjust. Because they just have yeah. the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Um all good. So let's go yeah. lower lower day two, phase two. Lower day two, phase two. So lower day two would be um hand cleans and hand cleans top set of two. And then it would be back squats, 10 sets of two to four. <laughs> a lot of people is. hear that out loud and they're probably like, oh my yeah. God, that's so 10 sets of basically anything. It's a lot, right? Yeah. And any rep range, but two to four, mind you, two to four, it, it means it's a lot very doable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very, lot of weight, but it's, it's still doable, doable. But it's very doable. And for me, in the first week of this, it was like, okay, what do I consider as working sets that that's something i had to figure out right and i would usually go whenever i had done my top set um and if i still had a couple sets left i would back off and around maybe 10 to 20 pounds of the back off sets i would count as working sets so then i would look back okay set number i don't know five that i did working up to that was my first working set okay so now we'll count from there kind of just to know how many back off sets did i have to do and um, people people hear 10 sets and wait till they hear phase three but it's yeah. like look one of the most common questions i get is they uh, people obviously see like a big core of my training is the compound lifts yeah um and they see how when they watch me post or watch some of my athletes post you know if it more or less looks at like like it doesn't look um what's the word i'm looking for it it, it doesn't look like a huge technical struggle like there's a lot of um, comfort in, in in being able to push heavy weight with the compound lifts and doing a lot of it. But a lot of people, when they're like, "Hey, I want to get you know, I want to get better at you know back squats, or I want to get better at certain lifts," yeah, you know, all the arguments aside of whether they're you know what the purpose of them is or whatever, it's like the bottom line is, look, if you want to get better at a certain lift, do more of it, right? Like a lot of people it's, will it's message so me and like, "Hey, man, like." You know, I do back squats and, I, you know, they, I just don't feel like I'm that good at them yeah. or they always don't, they never feel comfortable or whatever. And then I ask them, I'm like, well, how much do you squat a week? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll come in and I'll do like three sets of back squat yeah. and then three sets of some other kind three of thing and three sets of some other kind of, and it's like, you're just, just do more of them. You know, and it's, I, so it's the number one thing that people message me is they're like, man, like, why do you do so much volume, yeah. you know, of, of of squats like yeah. 10 sets seems like a lot and it's like well it, it might also be why you just don't you're yeah. not you don't feel like you're proficient at them it's Absolutely. because you don't you just don't do enough of it yeah or you just work up to okay this felt heavy and good i could get all the reps yeah. and then you move on yeah and people don't understand too across those 10 sets you're building up like you're you're, building you're, up, you're starting like you're taking off, yeah right? exactly so it's like you're probably only gonna have like 
maybe three to five of those sets are going to be like actually really challenging heavy sets where the rest of them are still going to be challenging. You're still getting yeah. enough stimulus, yep. but you're really just getting repetition yes. at a low enough intensity that you can focus on the skill aspect Doing of training that lift, Absolutely. right? You're going to get very high quality repetitions yeah. during that time. So, exactly. And you're going to get, that was my whole thing is I wasn't really comfortable and secure under high load, which is with anything above 300 pounds, right? Yeah. So doing more, more repetitions of it yeah. has made me way more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, phase two, you're looking at 20, just in your, yeah. <laughs> just, in your just in your first session of the day, yeah. you're getting 20 sets of squats a yep. week. Yep. Right. So under load, exactly. under load. Yep. Yeah. And, yep. and pretty significant. So yep. hang clean back squats was session was session, session one. one. And then session two, we um, still kept in the deficit. So deficit deadlifts, six sets of four to six um, and then um, skater jumps and similar focus on the landing and kind of like bouncing the landing, I guess. Yeah. You right. basically did the same thing, like like double taps, double taps. Yeah. yeah. I guess you call it like that. Yeah. A lot of a lot of groin and adductors. Yeah, exactly. Especially because the sumo deadlifts on the uh, on the first session, and then yeah, it's yeah. good. It was good. Yeah, and these were more stationary, like yeah. they were just in place. Yeah. But on his plyometric days, on like Wednesdays and Saturdays, he did dynamic variations, oh, yeah. was, change of direction, yeah, yeah. and so on. So, yeah, good. um, good session two, upper of phase two. Yeah. So then we'd work up to a top set of uh, push press. And then we would do neck press. So behind the neck press, That's ten, right. 10 sets of two to four. Yeah. And I like doing it. Uh, it was nice to do it this way. Whereas um, kind of like to talk about the shoulder stuff or changing grips as you do push press, which is in front, right? Yeah. So shoulders are like that. Yeah, for more, me at least. more forward. Exactly. Yeah. And then the straight stuff was behind yeah. and you kind of just got open. Yeah. So push like push press is obviously going to be more of a protracted shoulder yeah, weight bars in front of yeah, you. Yeah. And then behind the neck press, you're going to have more of a retracted shoulder yeah. bars, obviously behind you. So exactly the range of motion that your shoulders experience, at least from a starting point are yeah. different. Yeah. Right. Yep. So good. What was that what was it's the session morning to, yeah, that was the morning session. Yep. And then the, uh, afternoon session was, um, bench and chin ups, six sets of four to six. Um, and again, you know, change grip, whatever. Yeah. Um, we actually went to the uh, football bar uh, or the. Yeah, that's right. So he, here we have a Swiss bar or what what Americans call a football bar. Yeah. So it's just a multi grip bar. I don't know if you guys can see it behind here, but um, it's basically just a multi grip bar. So if you just Google like football bar yeah. or Swiss, it just basically Swiss has bar. a neutral grip. Yeah. Yeah. It basically has it's multiple width. options, of, yeah. a multiple widths of a neutral grip. So. Yeah. Um, Typically for like higher rep work um, and for like shoulder rep, like shoulder health. Again, it would be it would be similar to bench pressing dumbbells if you actually yeah. use a neutral grip. Yeah. But obviously using a bar where you can load it a little bit more. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's right. We did do this the the Swiss bar, the yeah. football bar, and that was six sets of four to six. And that was six by four to six. Um, with and then, then the chin ups. Again. Yeah, and then chins. Yep. Again, switch the grip yeah. based on session one yeah. and or whatever your primary pressing was. Yeah. And, and then you did arms. arms. And again, we, I just switched it up, right? We had yeah. done the, the one where I reached a lot. Yep. Got everything opened up. I did put those in a couple of times. Um, but other than that, I would just do a different angle, right? Now we did in front. So I did some where I did behind. I did behind yeah. or just hammer curve, right? I just yeah. did some. Yep. Um, yeah. And that could be dumbbells. It could be easy bar and then it could be different 
incline, like you said, different inclines, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, different grips. You could do them supinate, like the, you know, supinated. You could do them more neutral. Yep. You could even do like rotating ones, like yeah, Gottman's. Yeah. You could do pronated curls. Just there, you have, you have an infinite There's, amount of options. Exactly. So just pick, pick an option, yeah. pick a rep range and hit it. And right. Hit it, yeah. Good. So, so that's basically phase two. So just a recap is yeah. your power work was working up to a top set of two. Yep. Your primary strength was 10 sets of two to four. Yeah. Your secondary strength slash bodybuilding was six sets of four to six. Yep. Um, we maintained the four by 20 seconds work, 40 seconds rest mm -hmm. for the plyometrics on lower body day. Yep. One upper body day, you did a shoulder, some shoulder accessory. One low, or upper body day, you did arm accessory. And each session was followed by about 20 to 30 20 minutes of cardio. cardio. Yep. yep. Exactly. So that was phase two. Yeah. Um, let's, let's see. If, I don't know if anyone has any questions on um, phase two. No, there was... Not really a question. Oh, um, is that a superset? I'm guessing they're asking about the arms and shoulder stuff, or maybe the bench and chin ups. Yeah. So, the, so the bench and chin ups yeah. were always superset. Yeah. And then the accessory work, you could, depending on how much time you have, you yeah, could yeah. do it as like a superset. like a superset slash yeah. circuit. Yeah. Um, or you could just do it individually, yeah. just depending on. I think for the most part, I would do it as a superset, but that's because yeah. I'm used to. If I'm doing anything curl wise or tricep, yeah. I like to do the other. You're stuff, gonna do a right? bicep, yeah. So, um, some of the shoulder stuff, I would sometimes just do one and then move on to the next. Yeah, but it it just all depends. Yeah, so shoulders is a little different, but arms. Typically, you're always gonna do a, a press and pull superset. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, especially uh, I know in in if you're training in a commercial gym. You know, I have had people message me and say, I can't superset. It's like, that's fine. Um, yeah, if you can't have uh, the cable and the... Yeah, okay. it's like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. But if you're in a private gym like this, you can superset anything. You can do yeah. basically whatever you want, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, in a commercial gym, obviously, you're going to have some, uh, you know, you you might have some issues doing that. But um, and if that's the case, then you just separate them. Yeah. Um, so there's another question here. If um, the primary two or bodybuilding work is um straight sets of four to six or is it ramped up like the no we, we did the same thing right yeah similar so thing. still still a top set yeah working across those sets yeah assigned sets. so like like for the shoulder stuff for example i know just from doing one session it's like okay i grab the 35s i can only get 10 reps yeah so it's it's not as many sets ramping up to it so i right. wouldn't start because i've already done dips or chin-ups right yeah. so i'm already I'm already in. Uh, You're already warm. warmed up. Exactly. Yeah. I'm already warm, right? So I don't need to go with the tens, never yeah. the fifteens, right? right? So I just go into the weight that I know. So for the most part, I would probably only do three sets, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. And yeah, similar with so with bench or with the chin ups, you work up to a set of like this is working sets now. So you yeah. work up to a top set, and and yeah, so it's similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty straightforward. Once you get into like that. The, the latter part of the workout where you're doing accessory work, like your warm up sets, you can do them, but at that point, they're mostly going to be to find a weight. But if you're doing something like curls, it's more really like easy to front notice. raises or something. Yeah. It's like, there's probably one weight. If you pick a rep range, there's like a weight, you know, you're going to use. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So exactly. you might as well just jump right into it. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you could do maybe one warm up set prior to that. Yeah. It's like, outside of that. Eat it, right? yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah. and to be fair, I could also go in and then, and then do you know one set or two sets, right? So some days it, it's one to one to three sets. Was it in my opinion? So yeah. like if I feel like I need yeah. three sets, all right, I'll do it. Right? Yeah, and so. and I would just go to failure. Like exactly. That's, that's like if you hit failure, like absolute failure in that rep range on your first set, great. If you don't, 
add another set. If you hit it then, great, you hit failure. If you still don't, do a third set. Just basically do it till you hit failure. That's why it can be between, it can be a couple exercises, one or two exercises between one and three sets. Just the point of that work is to just, it's it's bodybuilding, it's metabolic. Exactly. Go to failure. There's no risk in going to failure on it. Just, you know, you lift it until you can't. Exactly. Straightforward. Exactly. So, all right, good. So phase three was like your lap, your, yep. your, you know, your, your most recent four exactly. weeks. Exactly. This is what we're finished. Basically. You basically just finished. Yeah. Um, Interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of go your power work for this, for phase three. Yeah. So it would be um, a top set of one, right? Yep. So the first lower would be a top set of one. Um, and we were doing still push press, um, push press, top set of one. And then a, uh, no, I'm sorry. This was split, split, uh, split jerks, right? Split jerks, top set of one and with front squats, 12 sets of one to three reps. You did wait. What was that? Front squats, front squats, front squats. Yeah. Front squats. Okay. So split jerks behind the neck, actually. Yep. Top set of one. And I would, depending on how great the one rep felt, I would do one rep. And then if I, if it felt Felt easy. I would do another rep with the other leg. Okay. For the top, top set. So this was working up. Yeah. For the top set, I would do one rep and then put it and kind of do like a cluster, I guess. Yeah. Wait a minute or two and then do the other leg. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you did yeah. a top set of one on, on each, each side leg. of the exactly. split jerk. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a good note to make. So yeah, because so because the split, split jerk is, is an asymmetrical lift, yeah. um, he worked up to a top set on one side and then basically cluster the other set on or another rep yeah. on the other side. Basically. So basically getting one on each side. Yeah, exactly. So depending on how you write it, you can still see it as it's, I would say it's still a top set of one on it each is. side. It yeah. is. Yeah. And I mean, now a weightlifter might just do one on their good it, side, exactly. but for the purposes of like what we're trying to accomplish with our lifting, we're not trying to necessarily be weightlifters. No. We're just using power, uh, variations yep. and, and part of, especially, um, as like a football player, you want to have, you want to have some, uh, you want to be, you know, pretty good on each side. On They're not going to exactly. be the same, but no, you no. want it to be as close as you can basically get it. And exactly. again, from phase one to phase three, the difference from side to side was, was a huge improvement. So, huge improvement. Yeah. yeah. And I felt comfortable in it too. Now, yeah. did I miss reps? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I put it down, took a little minute, shook it off, and then I went back into yeah. it. Right. So exactly. it's not, it's not going to be completely perfect. Um, and I'm also, I'm, I still have a leg that I prefer. I'm, everyone's going to have yeah. that. You're always, you always will have a side you feel comfortable. Exactly. And um, so primary, primary strength work for this yep. phase was 12 by one to three. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in the afternoon, we would go to just regular deadlift. Um, and that was seven sets of three to five reps. So again, work up to a top set of three to five. Usually just do sets of five until I couldn't hit five. Then yep. do four. And then do three. And then yep. however many working sets I would get in. Usually I'd get in about five. What would we do? Seven by three to five? Yeah. Um, I would get about five sets in. And then I would take, you know, 10, 15% off. And then do, you know, two, maybe three sets of yep. back off sets. Of yep. anywhere between three to five. Depending yep. on how good it felt. Good. Um, yeah. And then uh, the upper, upper session um, was top set of one in... Um, Split cleans. Well, de- hold on. Let's. Uh, oh, so we did deadlift. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Deadlift. And then what? Uh, what? What? Um, 
the plyo. Plyo, yeah. We stuck to the uh, alternating lunges, right? With the with the double rep thing. With the double, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we just stayed with the alternating. Uh, yeah. Twenty weeks. seconds on, forty seconds off. Yep. So same same structure for yeah. the uh, plyos. Twenty seconds on, forty seconds yeah. off. And mind you, at this point, about like two three weeks into me being here, we started doing a lot more of the plyos. Like yeah. We started doing. I was already doing some plyos, but now we kind of started getting in more yeah. into it and stuff, yeah, learning yeah. more about it. And um, so this was, um, this was just to keep it in, yeah. right? I mean, so it was. I was pretty fatigued usually when I would do yeah. them, but um, we still had. And the, the good thing about these deep tiers, you can do a lot of them, and yeah, they're and they are auto regulating. Exactly. It's just I, whenever I would. So this was on a Monday usually, right? And it would feel really good. I'd be really bouncy and stuff. And then when I did my plyo session on Wednesday, for example. That plyo session was still light and bouncy, but not as much just yeah. because of fatigue. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. Um, yeah. And then 20, 30 minutes of cardio. Cardio. Yep. yep. Good. Um, and then what was upper session one? Upper session one was split cleans, top set of one. And then again, I would try, get the top set and switch legs. Yep. Um, and then I would do 12 sets of um, strict press of one to three reps. Good. And, and then we hit sh shoulder accessory. Yeah. So, so and then second session. Yeah, that's right. Second yeah, session. Second session was dips and chin ups. And that was seven sets, work up to a top set of three to five. Yep. And then shoulders. Shoulders. And again, I switched them up some different exercises. And do now we actually did three sets of six to eight. Yep. But I mean, it's, you know, still pretty easy. Yep. Um, and then 20, 30 minutes of cardio again. 20, was... 30 minutes of cardio again. Yep. And then um, the lower lower session, session two, two of uh, was a top set of one of hand cleans. And then it was 12 sets of back squat, one to three reps. <laughs> <laughs> back squat. Yeah. Good. And then uh, session two. And then session two, um, I would kind of... Now, I would say I stuck to the straight leg uh, deadlift. Stiff, yeah, yeah, you did stiff, stiff leg, leg or straight leg deadlift, leg. right? Yeah. Was that... That was seven sets. Was that a deficit or was it... Um, so the first week I did a deficit, but that was just because I was like, if I have to have straight legs, I want to deficit, but I ended up not doing Just doing no deficit. So just a stiff leg deadlift. Stiff leg deadlift, um, seven sets, three to five reps. Good. Um, and then we would do the... Um, the skater bounds. Yeah, yep. horizontal stuff, adductor stuff, really nice. Um, and then cardio again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Very good. And then uh, upper two. Yeah. Upper two would be um, top set of one in push press. And push press was just regular, right? So it wasn't a split. So I would just do one rep. Um, just so people yeah. know. It's yeah. Like yeah. You, can, you can obviously do it with a split. Um, but we had that in the uh, first session. So this is just regular. And then yeah, this it, was a bilateral push press. So exactly, you were just yeah. so I working just, up to one, yep. one, one rep. Um, and then it was 12 sets of behind the neck press, one to three reps. And again, with these 12 sets, I would always do working sets of three reps until I couldn't do three. And then I did two. And then I ended up doing a top set of one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the morning. And then in the uh, afternoon, it would be bench press and chin-ups seven sets of three to five reps and we went back to the straight bar straight just okay, the for bench yeah because we were doing 
one to three reps. And so we really wanted to push your, your, you know. So like the whole thing with this was also just to like, let's the, how do you say, the lifts that we want to maybe measure the improvement. Can you say that? Like, so we wanted to see the back squats. We wanted to keep those. Yeah, we wanted to basically see the split jerk. Yeah. The hang clean, the yeah. push press, and the split clean were our yeah. primary power movements. Exactly. So we pretty kept pretty straightforward the whole yeah. time. Yep. And then for this phase specifically, we wanted to see front squat improvements, back squat yeah. improvements, strict press, behind the neck press. Exactly. And then basically dips, bent, dips, bench, chin. So yeah. like, yeah. When you really go through the program, it's actually really pretty straightforward in terms of the of the compounds that we utilize. We're like your pretty traditional compound lifts. Yeah. We didn't use as much of the uh, sort of you know uh variations in this last phase because no. we're really looking at top set of three and top set yeah. of one that's yeah. what we're looking for yeah here. so we really wanted to see like those were sort of our benchmark lifts to yeah, see what say, were yeah, the improvements yeah. in those benchmarks lifts. exactly why there's no big super secret reason as to why they're just they're the traditional lifts that people use yeah. to see they're well, fun exactly it's pretty straightforward yeah and also because for me it was like my goals were to improve those so if if we yeah. i guess if we hadn't if we'd only done it the first phase and then this last phase it would have been completely different lifts i would feel like okay i don't know what my back yeah exactly. and then we would have to go okay this last week we got to test your back squat yeah instead of just doing back squats in my training and then say okay you're going to work up to the top set of we know it's gone up exactly yeah so before yeah. we before we go into sort of what your goals were and, yeah. and sort of what your starting metrics were on yeah. some of these predictor lifts, yep. I just want to recap sort of, you know, each phase so mm-hmm. people can, you know, they listen to this part and they can just get the seamless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so very straightforward. Each phase was four days, lower, upper, lower, upper. Yeah. Right. Uh, with with uh, with a sort of less break between the first lower upper and the second lower upper. So yeah. Wednesdays were like your off day, but again, you did plyometrics, field yep. work, whatever. Yep. So phase one, power work, we worked up to a top set of three. Yep. Phase two, power work, we worked up to a top set of two. Yep. And for phase three of the power work, we worked up to a top single. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. Yep. For the primary strength work, we started phase one, eight sets of three to five. Yep. Phase two, 10 sets of two to four. Yep. Phase three, 12 sets of one to three. Yep. The secondary strength work phase one was, uh, what was phase one? Five Five sets of five to seven. Yep. Phase two was six sets of four to six. And then phase three was seven sets of three to five. Yep. So a pretty linear progression, right? Because for you, it was like, we have 12 weeks. The goal is essentially to more or less, quote unquote, peak by yeah, the end of phase three and see where we're at. We yeah. want to see the improvements that see we made, yep. right? Yep. So that was the goal, pretty linear progression model. Yeah. And then of course, that was just like session one was power followed by strength. Yeah. Session two was strength slash, you know, bodybuilding. I don't want, I don't want to call it bodybuilding strength slash hypertrophy followed by plyos and then cardio on the lower days. Yeah. And then it was, um, on the upper days, it was your your secondary strength followed by shoulders or arms, arms yeah. with twenty to thirty minutes of cardio. Yeah, that, that is the that is the structure That's that we structure used in a nutshell exactly. over twelve weeks. Yep. It's, it stayed consistent. Yeah, um, but we did have like a linear progression in terms of uh, you know the intensity 
So the number yeah. of sets and then, the, then our top sets. Rest, yeah. So that, that was, it's pretty straightforward. Like that's, that's, yeah. and then again, Wednesdays and Saturdays were 20 to 30 minutes of plyos yeah. followed probably, I would assume by another 20 to 30 minutes of like yeah. speed, speed field work. work and then some yeah. straight, just go as fast as you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. There's yep. a good question here, actually. Um, it's uh it says if you don't have time for two a days can you combine the two sessions into one or would that be too much on your body um i would say you you could yeah right um i i think you could expect the session to be about 90 minutes long i was gonna say yeah and also expect so for me i was able to rest in between yeah so i was pretty fresh for the next session yeah exactly I mean, so in one it's if i was gonna do you know the top set of three in back squats and then go to deadlifts a top set of three to five it's just just be- just know that the residual fatigue yeah your numbers probably aren't going to be as impressive yeah where whereas you saw a pretty consistent and 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 relative like reasonable like number if you if we're looking at the metrics yeah you didn't see a huge drop off in the second session than what you would expect exactly. whereas if you're going to do this all in one session again because you're not having a, a either a nap and a full yeah. meal between yeah. and a little bit of time to come back yeah. um objectively those numbers may not be as high yeah but don't think that you're not going to still make progress just understand that the yeah. baseline of those is probably going to be a little bit lower yeah. Yeah. That's all. So if people, you know, if, if people do that, just understand you're accumulating fatigue as you go through the session. Exactly. So while the numbers may not be as high, just understand that that structure is, is staying consistent. Exactly. Yeah. So you're still going to make, you should still see progress in those yeah. things yeah. across each phase. Yeah. Right. So, so you could do um, it, but it's also just something to, to consider. Yeah. But also one of those things, it's like, like we've talked about, it's like, okay, so how long would you want to be in here? It's like an, an hour. Yeah. Right? An hour is good. I can be in here for hours, right? Yeah. But an hour is good and then come back and do yeah. another hour. Right? Yeah. Like if, if you took the cardio out of these sessions, I was say exactly, yeah. your first session will be, is that, it could probably be less than an hour depending yeah. on your, you know, maybe 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. And then your second session is probably going to be 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. So if you actually look at the amount of time of each of these sessions, it, it's it's and then you add the cardio. You're probably looking at about ninety minutes. Yeah, I would be total each. So day. that's the whole yeah. thing, right? Do you have ninety minutes to? And it's not like a I I'm just going through my workout. It's intense, right? Yeah, yeah. You're focused. You're doing strength work. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty rough, right? Yeah. And but you could you could easily do it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be too much on your body because it's top sets. Yep. So it's auto regulated, right? You're gonna do your top sets in the squats, and then once you get to your deadlift, it's still a top set. Yeah. So it's not like you have to hit all these numbers. Correct. It's like whatever you can get. Yeah, it's going to auto-regulate itself. And it's all going to go into you're getting stronger because yeah. there's a structure. In it. 100%. Yeah. So you 100%. could definitely do that in, yeah. in one day or in session. So before we kind of get into the numbers and metrics, because obviously yeah. people are going to know, okay, he did this yeah. program, he did this the, structure. Yeah. Let's let's hear like what the improvements were. Yeah. Let's first talk about body weight because one of the... Yeah. Very true. One of the... One of the primary factors was we also wanted to put on some size because yeah. you're a linebacker, right? Linebacker. He's yep. a linebacker. You want to be a big guy. Right? You have to be pretty big because you're going up against 300 pound O-line. Yeah. So, so you got to have size. You want to be big, but also obviously not sacrifice, not just get big for the sake of getting big. We wanted to get stronger. Yeah. We wanted to get bigger and we wanted to maintain your speed and quickness on the field, exactly. right? Just, just your ability to move. Yep. Exactly. So, what was your starting weight when you came in? 
Um, starting weight was 207. 207. Yep. And what did you weigh in at today or yesterday? 218. 218. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, solid ten, a, and a solid yeah. lean 10 pounds yeah. in three months. In, in, yeah, in three months. Let's say three months. Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. But three months. Yeah. Um, also, so what's really in, important, I think, uh, for me is the first probably three weeks, I would say, um, I was like, I was. I was eating, was eating a lot of food, yeah. and I was stuffed all the time. Yeah, and I came in and I weighed myself, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta be like two fifteen or something, yeah. right?" And I weighed myself, and I was still like, maybe I was two oh eight, two oh eight, two oh nine. Yeah, what? Yeah, and so then I added, probably added maybe fifteen hundred, close to two thousand calories on top of what I was already eating, because I was like, "Dude, I'm eating a lot of food." Yeah. I added more to everything, right? Yeah. And I started drinking more calories and stuff, like we've talked about. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot, it was, it's a lot of food, but the big thing for me too, is one thing was getting the weight up, but also to eat, eating all that food has made it possible for me to, yeah, to, 100%. to push all that weight. The, the new, you know, the, I mean, the diet part. aspect of the food aspect is crucial. And a lot of guys that are going to struggle putting on weight, they're yeah. going to start blaming a lot of things when it's really just how much food are you yeah. eating? And I think that they underestimate i can promise you if you're trying to put on weight i've gone from probably 215 to 220 yeah. about four months ago to now sitting at 245 wake up weight so like at the end of the day after i've actually eaten and you know had water and stuff like that i'm probably at the end of the day probably over 250 so the thing that you have to understand is that you're going to hate eating during yeah. this time because yeah. you are going to be so full yeah. that that's it's just a terrible feeling yeah. to be to feel that way but if you want to put on a reasonable amount of weight yeah. you have to eat a lot of food and a lot of guys oh i eat a lot of and yeah, it's like it's, no you don't like i can promise you if i actually looked at what you ate in a day you're not eating as much as you can and eating actual quality food is always primary primary like that's number one yeah, is like yeah. eat like good stuff, yeah. good food, yeah, yeah. right? Eggs, protein, yeah, yeah. you know, good carbs, potatoes, yeah. yep. uh, rice, whatever, yeah. fruit. Mm. Um, and then, of course, like healthy fats, right? Like yeah, yeah. if you're having that stuff, some good butter, some quality olive oil, whatever, like go that whole stuff. Yeah, yeah. But understand that what you're really probably going to have to do to start putting on weight because you just can't chew and yeah. swallow that much food is you're going to have to start drinking yeah, your quality. So drink yo if you're lactose intolerant one of my favorite things is 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 uh is kefir yeah or you know kefir kefir it's become my favorite thing um <laughs> it's it's got tons of probiotics in it yeah. but it's also you don't have to worry about the lactose, lactose aspect yeah, so huge. a lot of people who are lactose intolerant you can have certain yogurts and kefirs because they don't have lactose or like a high qual quantity yeah. of lactose in it's them. not gonna it's so not gonna affect you exactly dairy is like your is Number your best friend if you want to put on weight because it's, it is very calorie dense yeah. it's very nutrient dense yeah um i do milk i do multiple coffees a day you know in fact i was i substituted coffee and tried to drink celsius and i was actually started losing weight yeah. because there's like Alice. I take out a coffee or two every day, yeah. I'm losing those calories yeah. now. And I get my, my coffees with whole milk whole and sugar. Milk. So yeah. it's like, you're getting, you're losing a lot of calories. Yeah. So you have to eat guys like that really is, there's no secret to gaining no. weight. And trust me, when I used like probably about six, 
years ago or so, I had got up to a peak weight of 225 at the time. Yeah. And I thought for me, that was like kind of my genetic well, I remember that. That's capacity, was, right? Like, like I thought I was yoked. Yeah. And now a lot of guys at 225, that is actually yeah. pretty big, yeah, right? Yeah, I agree. But you have to, I graduated high school, probably a, a 175 pounds, right? So 225 for me was yeah, like, I, you know, and, and if, if you look at these, the models of like, you know, muscle tissue capacity and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. People will tell you, oh, well, there's like a genetic limit. No, there's not. There's yeah. not a genetic limit. Well, it's so easy to say that. It's right? very easy to say that. You need to fucking, one, give yourself enough time. Yeah. Two, lift heavy and often, yeah. consistently. Yeah. And three, you have to eat a lot yeah. of food. And that's, it's just so simple, right? And also for me, with all the food, it was like, once I weighed myself that morning, I was like, 208? Yeah. What? I feel like yeah. I'm eating all the time. And it's, it was so simple because I was saying, so like the stuff that I would eat, it's like, okay, I would have four eggs and then I would have maybe a uh, half a pound of beef at every meal. Yeah. And then I would drink half a bottle of kefir or whatever yeah. it's called. Right. Um, and eat and eat two bars every day. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then I just had to up it shakes. So whether it's like milk, exactly. protein shakes, that's protein, but like it's, that's going to be your supplement. That's where you're going to get your extra that, calories. So yeah. said, okay. Let me drink a full bottle of this. Let me eat four bars. Let me yeah. have two protein shakes yeah. and let me have more beef and more right? Yeah. because if you, it's just, and it's expensive. Eating a lot of food oh, is expensive. It's all my budget. Yeah. That's all I mean, and, I spend money. In bodybuilders, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. like you have pro bodybuilders, they probably spend 50K a year yep. eating easily. eating food easily. When you'll see them eat, and it's just like this. There's no there's, <laughs> there's no, no emotional blood. attachment to food at that point. And yeah. This is not saying that you can't have food that tastes good. When yeah. I eat, I look it tastes no, good. it tastes good. It's a you just you just get sick of eating. Exactly. <laughs> and it will be the same thing. You go to a restaurant, we talked about it the other day. You yeah. went out to eat. And that's a meal, right? So yeah. you would order maybe two entrees or two, I don't know, yeah. main dishes. Right? Oh, yeah. You would have two steaks. So you have the biggest steak on the yeah, menu, exactly. but you would also have had yeah. appetizers oh, and yeah. desserts, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, you have you to eat. You got to eat. fuels your training. That's the whole you thing. You got to eat. Especially with, so a lot of guys on my team, and this is being, you know, a young kid, right? It's like, I want to look good. Yeah. I also want to look good. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not, I'm, all, I'm training to perform, but it's also, I would like to, just look decent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are like, no, I got to cut down on the fats. I got to cut down on that. If you are an athlete, especially if you're a college athlete, I know you're practicing every day. Yeah. You're doing something every day. You can eat as much. And generally multiple times a day. If you yeah. just, eat just eat as much as you good can. Good stuff, man. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah, it, it really is that simple. And like 207 to 218, you know, basically let's just cut it as, as 10 pounds in three months. But you have to understand you're training twice a day. You biked everywhere, everywhere for the most part because you didn't everywhere. have a car while you were here. So you biked everywhere and you did 20 to 30 minutes of cardio every single day on top of that. And you did plyos and field work yeah. twice a week as well. And still on Sundays, you were moving. Yeah. So now if you were like a bodybuilder and all you did was train four times a week and you weren't doing tons of extra cardio, and you, yeah. you probably would have put on more weight. Oh, definitely. You definitely would have put on I way more weight. On, yeah. But you put on, I would say, 10 pounds of solid lean muscle tissue yeah, yeah, yeah. while staying well conditioned yeah. moving well so i would say the trade-off in weight i think you did it perfectly yeah we're talking 10 like pounds that you look like a different person oh yeah <laughs> 10 quality pounds over three months yeah while probably actually being more conditioned than you've ever been because yeah you probably. i mean yeah you've done like football training football conditioning yeah like how much extra Oh, I steady I, state. You know, if you're looking like at once a week, you know. you're looking at two to three hours of additional yeah. cardio a week. Yeah. 
But I also think for that whole thing, it's like, so for me as a, as an athlete and just, um, my way of living, I guess the, the, my, my attitude to things is you're just very active. I can do anything. Yeah. Right. So if, 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 especially when I get into the team and the coach says we're running, um, six laps around the, the, the track and you get a minute rest. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, my mental, my mental, um, like my attitude is I can do it. I can push through anything. Yeah. I don't believe there's anything I can't do, but obviously yeah. it's going to be easier and it's going to be less taxing if I'm in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the truth. Right. And when I've been out on the field too, like I was saying, I would do a lot of, you do a lot of drills, which are hundred percent. So you're doing all this fast stuff. Yeah. Your, your heart rate goes up and then it goes down again. Right. Yeah. But every time I would go out to the field, you know, in these weeks, I would, I was able to recover faster from the high intensity stuff right. or between sprints or intervals. Right. Yeah. So it's just, that yes, and I think it's one of those things that just adds up and it kind of sneaks up on you and you don't really realize it until you realize it. Exactly. Right? It's exactly. like when you kind of get through the week, you're like, wow, I actually feel like, or, you know, a few weeks later, you're like, wow, I feel a lot better. I feel like I'm able to recover a little bit yeah. faster. I feel like I'm not as so affected by the volume of my training. Yeah. I think that's where the cardio, it takes, there's a little bit of a buffer or a time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I would say probably after four to six weeks, yeah. then you yeah. probably have that moment where you're like, wow, this was actually the value in that added cardio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that's pretty sure. So a good 10, 10 pounds. So, yeah. And that's so like with whenever you're at a, if you're at a college team, especially with football, you will have these meetings with your coaches and they go, so what's your goal weight? It's a huge thing within football. Not that I'm too big of a fan of it. Right. Cause I don't think um, that there should be these metrics of, okay, a linebacker has to be 235. Yeah. Right. But there's just, there's just, I guess my physics is like, I have to go up against 300 pounds. Yeah. So I need to have a certain amount of weight. Now, if I just gained, if I went from 207 to let's say 230, but my numbers weren't going up, right? Yeah. I wasn't stronger yeah. and I wasn't all these things, then it doesn't matter yeah. because then I can't push somebody away from me. You have I'm to way look at stronger the whole, than I've ever been yeah. and I'm bigger. Yeah. So you have to zoom out and look at the big picture. Exactly. exactly. And, and more condition. Yeah. Right. So um, there's a question in here um, before we get into the number stuff is um, rest between sets, if we can talk about that a little bit. So, it wasn't something that we discussed too much, but I think it's because you know me yeah. and you know that I won't just go, oh, I'll just do 30 seconds first. Yeah. So the, with the strength work, especially with 12 sets of one to three or top sets, yeah. I would say I would always I wear a watch when I train and that has a timer on it. Yeah. So I would say two, three minutes. Yeah, I would say for strength work, um, two to three minutes is a, is a solid number uh in terms of rest between sets yeah the more conditioned you are that's the thing. you're going to be able to probably reduce i would i would say probably always aim for three minutes yeah. but yeah. for someone who is as well conditioned as you yeah. you're going to find that intraset recovery you're able to reduce that you're, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you recover faster yeah and you're able to reduce the amount of time probably down to two minutes i wouldn't yeah. probably go any less than that for strength work that's what i meant for um, stuff just even prepare. even when you're doing the superset stuff, you can yeah. you can think of that as two to three minutes between the first lift. So if I'm doing uh, like a superset with bench and chins, mm -hmm. it'd probably be with 60 to 90 seconds between those two lifts, yeah. which yeah. is going to make it two to three minutes yeah. before you get back to the exactly. same lift. So it's still going to be two to three minutes. Yeah. So um, I would say that's a pretty good window for anything, even, even in a hypertrophy bodybuilding work, yeah. because you want the full recovery. Um, you could maybe reduce it a little bit, but I would probably never go lower than 60 seconds of no, rest. I would always do a minute. And it's, it's one of those things 
all, all my schedule being here this summer was training. Yeah. So it didn't really, yeah, I, it'd be nice to get it over in an hour, but like I didn't have like anything I needed to get to. Right. Sometimes we would have, uh, we have the high school team in here, right? So yeah. we would go, we have to go somewhere for it. So I was like, yeah. okay, I need to have a timer for yeah. it, right? And, but especially with the top set of one, because it's so much weight, I would need three minutes to even yeah, think about 100%. going far. So like two to three minutes is what I would do. And again, use a timer. Yeah. Don't think, okay, I'm on my phone a little bit. It's about two minutes. Yeah. If you actually time it, you'd be surprised. You'd actually be surprised. How fast, if you sit on your phone, two minutes goes by. Yeah, it goes by fast. So I would I would use a timer. It's just easier, man. Yeah, just so just everyone's easier. phone has a timer. Every, yeah. Almost everyone has a watch, an Apple watch or something. Exactly. Set a timer, it's two so to three easy. minutes rest. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, good. So let's go into the numbers. So yeah. let's, we can, let's, um, you had some big. Yeah. There's a lot of improvement <laughs> and a lot of improvement, which is what I came here for. Right. But I also think the improvement came from, from getting the reps done. Yeah. That that's the, that's the biggest thing because I'm, I'm a reflective guy. Right. So I reflect on what we've done. Yeah. The biggest thing has been do getting a lot of reps and I don't, it's not that we don't like variability, right? That's yeah. something we've talked about. What I've done a lot before has been a lot of variability. And it's just um, getting to getting some reps in in certain exercises and getting a lot of reps in has just helped a lot of yeah. being comfortable in doing it and feeling like I can come in and I can show out in these yeah. things. Yeah. And it's just it's how just, you, it's just how you define variability. And then yeah. you have to sort of get into really differentiating variability and randomity. I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a squat's a squat, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. if you really look at the difference between a front squat and a back squat, principally, there is actually a lot of variability between yeah. those two different lifts. Yeah, yeah. There's differences in center of mass. Yeah. There's probably going to be differences in, in depth. Um, you, if you just think of the different positions, one where yeah. the bar is behind you, one where the bar is in front of you, yeah. the amount, like there's actually, if you just take those two lifts at their most pure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like we're talking full depth, sitting all the way down. Yeah, there's a lot of variability just yeah. between a back squat and a front yeah. squat. Well, you can right? see it on the numbers, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Front squat near. No, and, <laughs> and then and then you have other tools. So you know, of course, you could do Zercher style lifts. You could do. Yeah. We have safety bar squats here. Yeah. There, there's you know just differences in stance alone because oh, yeah, of tons yeah, of variability. Yeah. So yeah. even just within something as simple as a squat. Yeah. You can, there is tons of variability, in my opinion, between just a front squat and a back yeah. squat, let alone going down the rabbit hole of all oh, the different, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, agree. I would say, you know, even people, I think when they look at like conjugate or concurrent training, yeah. they look at like Louis Simmons and they go, he used like infinite amount of variations. He used an infinite amount of variations across different athletes. But if you actually look at him, talk about it, he really emphasized like pick three four, maybe five variations mm -hmm. that you like and that you are improving on. Don't mm -hmm. just randomly yeah. select variations yeah. for the sake of selecting variations, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and that's just, and that's, you know, even for the deadlifts, we did deadlift, stiff leg deadlift. We played with the hack deadlift. We did some sumos, um, some sumos yeah. but like, yeah, yeah. So even just from a pure sense, like really at the end of the day, we just did, we just did basically a, a, a jerk, and clean variation yep. for power. Yep. For the strength work, we did a um, a squat yep. or, or a de and a deadlift. Yeah. And then for the upper body, you basically did a primary push. Yeah. 
Um, and then for the secondary strength work, you did a push and a pull. Yeah. Like it's really that simple. Yeah, it's really simple. And then, you know, you can, then, yeah, from the, there, very, you know, what variations you like to use or yeah. whatever. That that's a whole I could do hours of yeah. why I choose certain variations for certain yeah, yeah, yeah. people. We we had like a clear goal in mind. Yeah. Um but so also knowing that that I wasn't there was very little um limitation from my side, right? Correct. Like it wasn't I didn't have any issues when I came. You have out. good mobility, exactly. you weren't injured. Exactly. Yeah. So and obviously like this all this training has taken a toll on my like it's like you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm I don't know if it's taking a toll, but but doing a lot of weight and all this stuff is something I had to get used to, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, like I was sore, right? And like the knees were getting sore, my hips were getting sore, but it's because I got into these deep movements and I was putting a lot of weight on my body, yeah. right? And the same when you're benching heavy, it's like, not, not that it, it's hurting, but it's just, you have to understand it's going to be hard. Yeah. Right. It's going to yeah. feel like your body is, is really pushing it. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Right. Because I'm able to recover. Because of, like we said, this is the only thing I had on my schedule. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's just kind of run through. We'll finish up. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll kind of just go through your numbers. Yeah. So people can kind of hear the improvements the that you improvements. made. Yeah. And then we'll let you just kind of reflect on your time here. Yeah. And you know, we'll yeah. we'll kind of finish with that. So. So yeah, I I wrote it down like this. So from the um, the different lifts that we've done, and um, so starting with front squats, the first session I had. That's how I base yeah. it on, right? So the first session. So top set of three, and I did 275 for three reps. Um, and this was like the last rep was like a struggling last rep. Yeah. Um, and then past the other day, um, this week, um, top set of one, 335 for front squats. Um, and then backed off and then did, you know, 315 or maybe 300 for reps. Um and this, like, I remember that there was one morning where I put 315 on the bar and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I remember watching guys front squat 315 and thought, how is this possible? Yeah. Like, how does anyone front squat? Because everyone knows yeah. front squats is really difficult Yeah, yeah. just because it's, it's uncomfortable. Like it's, it's super just, uncomfortable. Yeah. Lift. Um, but you can get good at it if you do it a lot. So I, we did it a lot and then put 315 on the bar and I'm hitting it for two reps. And you remember it. I went crazy. I yeah. ran around the gym. I was like 315 for what? Yeah. And then we put more on the bar and just kept adding and adding and adding. Um, so yeah, from 275 for reps to 335, huge improvement. Um, big. Yeah. Uh, and then back squats, first session, three sets. No, I'm sorry, for three reps, 365, going to hitting 405. Consecutive, I would say, right? yeah. four or five for uh, for a single, yeah. and then backing off after. So, like when I was looking at these numbers, I was like, "Oh, only going from three sixty five for three reps to going for four or five for one." If you calculate a, a one rep max, it's maybe the improvement isn't big. Yeah. But my whole thing was, I can comfortably squat four or five. Yeah, and can, you did it multiple times. I've done it multiple yeah. times, and then I can back off. Yeah. And do 385, which is more than I've done. Exactly. And then do reps with that. Yeah. And that would sometimes be like four sets of four reps. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a huge thing for me. Um, and then bench press, this was pretty good when I got here. Um, but I was doing 295 for five. And the other day, yesterday, um, hit 325 for three, pretty comfortably, right? Last rep, but yeah. <laughs> 325 pounds for like a non-competitive 
power lifter and just like even i mean 325 for reps on a bench press is really impressive it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. and it's just it's um that's the one thing that i've always thought for the people that can see this you know on the on the on the video that we'll post on yeah. the youtube people yeah. can see this guy's torso yeah. he's massive right yeah, so like it's got some that's class. that's 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 really impressive yeah so but that was the thing for me it was like the bench press obviously that needs to improve too yeah. but i knew that's where i'm good already because i'm good at benching right yeah. and it's just and there's a lot of bench press in football exactly um <laughs> but a funny thing with this is like a couple of weeks ago i was like i front squatted i think yeah 320 and then the day after or the same week i would bench press the same weight right so like when you look at that the bench is just it doesn't mean that it, my bench is really good yeah. right and for me i was like oh it doesn't mean that the legs are weak or whatever it just means the bench press is great yeah, yeah. which your is awesome press, your bench press is really good which is awesome right because i'm a football player and uh, that leads us into dips which is also an upper body movement yeah. and when i came here I was actually, so I wrote down two plates, but that was in the second phase. The first phase, because I remember Ian was here. That's right. Um, I was doing two yellows. So that's 70 pounds on top, right? Yeah. In a belt yeah. for a top set of five, I believe it was. Yeah. Struggling. This is really difficult. Yeah. And this is a dip going like all, all the, way the way down. Yeah, like hands to chest. Stretch. Exactly. Huge yeah. stretch and then going back up for a clean five reps. And to then doing three plates and a five pound. So that's what 135, 140 on top of my 218. Yeah. So that's a 300 something dip yeah. for three reps. Yeah. Um, that was probably the the most shocking PR that I've yeah. done. When your, I hit three plates, I was strong. like, what? Yeah. Because it's like, so the dip obviously is the, the push, yeah. but also just my shoulders. Like yeah. they're just, they just feel so healthy. They feel good. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we can touch on the chin ups too. When I first got here, uh, 25 pound, uh, on the belt was struggling, um, to get up and down, to be yeah. honest. And um, to do that for, uh, for five reps was really difficult. Now I'm hitting, um, a 55 and a 25. So that's what 80 pounds or something. Yeah. Um, 80 Plus pounds added body weight, added body weight for at least three reps. Yeah. So not only did you add that much weight. You also added, added 10 pounds of body weight, <laughs> exactly. right? So that, that, yeah, that is significant in these like relative sort of body weight, relative strength yeah. lifts yeah. is you have to consider your body weight exactly. when you're doing these. So, um, a lot of times people will experience what they think is like performance decreases yeah. in, in chin ups and dips and things like that, but they're not taking consideration in weight fluctuations yeah. day to yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. And depending on if you're, Workout time isn't consistent. Like I said, I can put easily 10 pounds of, of weight, scale weight on in a day yeah, yeah. easily yeah, yeah. just by the amount of food I consume. And if I'm just drinking normally, if I drink yeah. excess, like I can put on more than that. So, you know, don't get too frustrated if you're doing things like chin-ups and the progress isn't at, doesn't seem as consistent or whatever. Yeah. You have to take your body weight into consideration because just two and a half or five pounds on a chin up is a big difference yeah. and you can easily scale weight like that, that fluctuation scale weight can be a daily thing. Exactly. So especially if like certain factors are inconsistent. So yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. And also like it, with that being said, it's like every time I'd come in and do uh, dips or chin ups, uh, I was like, what? Like on Tuesday I hit whatever on chin ups, I would hit, you know, a, a 55 pounds yeah. on top of my body weight. But today I can only get the 45. What's, but yeah. that's obviously the fluctuation and yeah. one is fatigue, but also yeah. maybe I just had more food. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then the deadlift 385 for five 
when I got here and now it's 425 for five. Good. And again, the 425 for five, then backing off. Right. Yeah. So like the back offsets were just, were yeah. probably 385 yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I mean, huge improvement and um, push press also improved um, from, I believe from 225 to 250, 255. Yeah. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, strict press as well, not strict press improved by 10, 20 pounds. Yeah. But again, the strict overhead press is just it's a hard lift. It's, it's so hard. The coordination too. It's so hard. It's, it's there's a lot of factors in a, in a strict overhead press, like center of mass, like yeah. being able to maintain a pretty linear bar path because yeah. if that bar path shifts at all, you know, you're going to obviously you're de you're creating longer levers. And, yeah. and so it's going to be harder to do. Yep. Whereas like if the more linear, you can keep the bar path, the easier yeah. it's going to be do. So there's a lot of coordination in, in overhead lifts, but what is your, you did, what did you do? Two, what was your strict press though that you did for Rhett? Two, what did you do? 205, was it? No, wait. I know you and Jonas were like competing. Yeah. So me and so me and Jonas, another guy that's working out here. Um actually we're gonna do it next week. Oh, okay. So next week, um he so Jonas, he really, really strong guy. Upper body wise, I might be in the lead here. Yeah. So we said um strict press we're going to try and, and do a strict press off I guess. okay so, so we both hit for 205 for one for one that's 205 for a strict press is is a strong strict press like my dream is to be able to put 225 on a bar and press it over that's my dream too that's yeah. what i told jonas so and 205 is close yeah and jonas was in here one day and he said we, that he wanted to do some competition before i left I said fine, but he can't be squat because he's a monster. Yeah, he can't be because he's also a monster. <laughs> monster. So I said anything with legs, nah. And then I said bench, and he was like, nah, "That's not fair." I said, like, "All right, well, the in between thing." Yeah, your guys' strict press is com comparable. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I told him, "We're I'm going to do 225." Yeah. And then he was like, "All right, yeah, we'll, we'll see." And then he he hit what was it, 195, 185, or two three, or three, three, two or three. I yeah, the same. I did 95 for three. And then I did 205 for one really rough rep, but I yeah. got it for one. But mind, this is after a top set of one in push press. Right. So triceps are pretty smart. Exactly. And yeah. um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll be interesting. So that'll, that is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I would, um, if you 225 strict press, I mean, that'll be the most impressive thing. That's probably the most impressive. <laughs> yeah. If I get that. If I get it, that'll probably be the most impressive. Even if you did 215, anything over 205. If, yeah. Even if I get 205 again, like it's yeah, just, even two, yeah, ridiculous. it's gonna be crazy. Everyone that does has done strict press knows that that's yeah. most, especially with the barbell. Oh yeah, it's the most brutal thing. It's, you've ever done. Yeah, it's it's and and also by the way, he's bringing it down to clavicle, right? So like, oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. not one of these guys that's like strict pressing where you bring it down in front of your eyes and you and press it back up. No, no, no. He's bringing racket, full stretch down. of the delts. And triceps and all the way up. Yeah. So it's, it's that, I mean, you think like eight, 10 inches of range uh, yeah. of motion is a pretty significant <laughs> yeah. difference. So, I mean, you could probably easily pin press 225 uh, easily. Easily. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you do that. So, yeah, 12 weeks here, you know, you, you became a staple here. Everyone knew they were yeah. going to come in and see you. A lot of fun too. Uh, you fun. made, made some new friends yeah. you've obviously been a staple for me and you'll continue yeah. you know we've had talks about ways you can continue as you go back home yeah. to well, your present home to uh, west virginia yeah um and you know you and i'll keep working together yeah. and we've talked about different opportunities there but yeah. you know i know that everyone has enjoyed you being here again 
people pretty much it was pretty much guaranteed if you walked in during the summer here you were here right so um you know what kind of just reflect on your summer here at strength culture yeah um you know just you know just kind of your finishing thoughts i guess yeah so the 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 big thing for me here was um to come into uh yeah like an environment that would give me some kind of push and drive yeah right um, and that has mainly not to anyone that's in the gym, right? But mainly came from you. Yeah. So every time I'd walk in here, you would be in here, whether if you were working on a computer yeah. and you would most of the time come out, talk, and we would go back and forth yeah. and then also lift, yeah. right? And one thing that's with you, which it sprinkles out to everyone in the gym because, because that's who you are, right? It's coming in and doing the work, right? Yeah. The biggest thing for me and I've gotten a lot of questions from teammates or on social media, people back home that are like, dude, you are, you're looking like a completely different guy. Yeah. And it's because it's like, I've showed up for every session yeah. every day. And I haven't missed one, right? Even if I've, you know, I have a friend that lives here I and mean, if we went out or if we've done something, it's like, I have this workout in the morning. So I've showed up for every session. I've ate every meal, right? And anything that you told me to do, I've done. But it's because I've been pushed by mainly you, but the people that have been in here. Yeah. Because the environment to me just it makes all the difference. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I have to have pro guys that are in here. It doesn't yeah. mean that I have to have other college athletes necessarily. Yeah. It's been nice having a couple of guys yeah. around. It's been nice having the fo- high school football team yep. being able to help you with coaching them. Yeah. But just the environment of being here is so different from being back home in Denmark. Yeah. Because training in Denmark, and anyone that's an athlete in Denmark can attest to this, it's just maybe not far behind, but creating an environment of competition and pushing each other and actually saying, I love that you come in here every day and you're in here twice a day. That's what everyone has told me when I've talked to them. The people that work out here is like, yeah, so I I do two sessions a day and stuff like, oh, that's awesome. And they're almost like, they're almost wanting to do it themselves, but they have a regular job or they do things. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's one of the biggest things has been like the joy and the enjoyment of coming in here and being pushed. Yeah. Because I don't think I would have gotten all those numbers if it wasn't an enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been rough. Yeah, of course. But, but just the environment has been something that I talked to you about, too, for all these years. It's been like, I have to come back here yeah. because I know what it is. Yeah. I know what I can get out of three months of work. Yeah. I'll guarantee you that a lot of people will work out for two, three, four, five years and not get anywhere near the same, the same um, results. Improvement. And a lot results. of people don't. Exactly. Yeah. But it's, it has something to do with the people that you surround you with, even if it's one guy, you know what I mean? It could have been just you here. Right. And yeah. then you had the gym. Um, but that's been the, that's been the biggest thing. Yeah. The yeah. Environment. Environment's, just, environment's crucial. It's huge. That was my goal when I, built this facility and I sort of dreamt it up was like, how can I just build a nice aesthetic environment? I want it to look good. I want people to walk in. I want them to feel good. I want to feel good when I'm in here. Um, You know, there, there is something to like dark, dingy dungeon type of gyms, but you walk in here, it's bright. There's a lot of light, not too much light, but you know it, but you walk in and you go, this is, People who walk in here, you can look into this space and you go, people who train here take training seriously, right? It's, and and that's really yeah. just like, I'm not an elitist. I'm not snobby when it comes to training. Mm-hmm. I just 
I take it seriously because I know it's literally as simple as showing up, being consistent, yeah. doing the work. And if you have an environment where you, that's enjoyable, it's yeah. going to be easy to do that. Yeah. Right. And so like, this is an environment where it's a very boutique environment. Yeah. You're not going to walk in and see dozens or even, you know, dozens of people in here, like you will, like in a commercial gym or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But everyone that comes in here, they, they take training seriously, but they also enjoy training. Yeah. And so it just makes the environment nice to be yeah. in. And they take it on their level. That's the whole thing. It's not that we're saying that like that the people that work out in here or people that you, know, you have to squat this much or only no, people that are lifting a bunch of weight. Yeah. It's, it's, com- it's, it's completely normal people, yeah. but that come in here and that take it seriously yeah. because that's kind of like the, the not buying, but that's like the prerequisite of being in here. It's like, you got to take it seriously yeah. because the, and it just, you feed off of it, yeah. right? You just feed off of it. Off yeah, of and it. we still have tons of fun. Yeah, that's the thing, right? We have tons of fun, and it's it's been really nice when there's been a lot of people in here. Yeah. We've been able to joke around and blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's also been really nice when it's been me and you, yeah. maybe not as much said, yeah. but just strict work, yeah, right? Just work. I've been squatting over this rack, and you've been deadlifting here, or vice versa. Or I'm sitting here drinking <laughs> kefir. <and you're, laughs> or I have my coffee and my kefir, exactly. and you're working. Exactly. Yeah. No, so it's uh, it's been an enjoyable experience for yeah. me. You know, it, it's... Nothing is a bigger compliment to me than people who want to, uh, you know, take a whole summer off and, and basically base a whole summer around being <laughs> yeah. around you and yeah. training with you. So, you know, I, for me, it's it's the biggest compliment in the world. You know what I mean? So I yeah. appreciate you coming down this of summer course. and spending time with me. And I appreciate being able to come down here. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's just, it's just, uh, I think it's one of those things that's like, a lot of people would see it as like, for me, I always saw it as, this is a huge opportunity for me. Yeah. One to learn a lot, but also to improve a lot in in my training, right? But it's also a huge sacrifice. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, it's you know, it's three months away from family. I go home every summer. Yeah. And I go see all my friends that I've grown up with, all my family, go to vacation, you know, all that stuff, which is great, right? I love it. But three months, one summer of my life, right? Yeah. To use that to improve this much. So now, next week, in a week, I go back to training camp. The coaches are going to be mindful yeah. because there's not one guy on the team that has made this much improvement. No way. There's, there's no, no way. way. There's, no, there's way. no way because they've had to work a job. I've been fortunate enough to not past summer, but the summer before that, to work an immense amount of hours to be able to save up money yeah. so I can come down here yeah. because I know how much it'll mean to me once because I want to go pro, right? That's yeah. my whole thing with it. So if I can play absolutely crazy this season that's going to make my pro options way better yeah and so like it's just been a huge opportunity and and i'm so glad that i was able to make it happen and we were able to make it happen it's been a lot of fun yeah i think um the biggest thing to take away from this is obviously we talked about a lot about the structure yeah and the programming and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but really at the end of the day i think what you just touched on is is ultimately probably going to be the biggest driver of success right Mm -hmm. and so you know, I hope people don't walk away from this conversation thinking like, oh man, I got to have this like program or I got to do this. No, it's like, I don't care what you do for the next yeah. 12 weeks. Yep. Give it your all. And I promise you, yep. you'll come out the other side of a, a bigger, better person. I was about like, to say the same know. thing. Cause like, if you look at, so, cause like we talked that there's a million progress out there. Yeah. And there isn't like, that was the thing for me too, when I came down here, cause but there's a lot of trainers everywhere. Yeah. Right. Everywhere. And there's everyone in the U.S. There's also trainers back home, online, all that stuff. But it doesn't really matter what the program is, right? It's just, you can get the best program in the world, 
But if you don't show up to half the workouts, yeah, it's just it's just not good for you, yeah. right? It's not going to give you anything good. So, and obviously, me and you have have known each other for years, and I know what stuff that you do. That's why I've contacted. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, Jeff, I want to come and work out with you. Yeah. Also, because you have the facility and stuff, but it just comes down to you have to show up and you have to do the work. And you can have whatever program in the world, but if you do the work, you're gonna see progress within that program. Yeah, it's just so simple. It, it's it's really that simple at the end of the day, yeah. you know. And that's like before I left this morning to come here and do this. Um, you know, I spoke to one of my roommates and mm-hmm. rugby players yeah. on the team, Jared, which you know. Yeah. And well, we actually spoke last night, and, yeah. and you know, he we talked about how you were leaving, and he and that was the thing he said. He's like, not to like discredit anything other than just like. You know, he he's seen the results that you've had and we've talked about him and he's like, it just goes to show, man, like really at the end of the day, it's, you know, effort, consistency, yep. you know, habits, routines, discipline, like, and those are all like trendy words that people throw around on the internet. And I feel like a lot of people say it and they still don't even really know what it means, right? Like at the end of the day, it, 12 weeks have gone by, you have a lot to show for it, yeah. a lot to show for yeah. it, you know? And so... um it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And like, yeah. it's, I'm not a, uh, I, I do talk a lot, but I'm not a big yeah. talker about all this stuff, right? Yeah. I like to do the work. Let's do it. And it's just going to, it's going to show. It's going to show. And then people will ask. People are, and that's what I said. It's like a lot of people have said, how do you, how yeah. do you do this? Yeah. And it's just so simple. And when you tell them that it's like, a lot of people was like, what some, some would go, uh, what supplements have you taken to get this big? Yeah. I haven't taken any supplements to get this big, dude. Like, that's not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's literally, that's not what it is. It's just so simple, but it's so, it's so hard for people to understand because it's like, you want something that's easier. You want to take something so you can get bigger. You want to have some kind of excuse to why you're not, you know what I mean? It's way easier to do that way. You know, people enjoy it. We all do. We all enjoy the path of least resistance, but the, the thing, the thing about the gym is how you make progress in this in this atmosphere yeah. is the path of most resistance. Yes. And so, you know, yes. I think once you understand that, you know, it, it's it's pretty straightforward, yeah. you know. And so, you know, I obviously do training. I do training here at the facility for people who are local, people who want to travel here yeah. and train. Yeah. Um, Huge recommendation. I do online group programming and I do one-on-one coaching and yeah. You know, a lot of people might look and say, man, that's like, you know, even for the group coaching, it's like 50 bucks a month. Um, that seems like a lot in some people. And, and I understand that the situation that some people are yeah. in, it might be a big investment yeah. for them. You know, it may, it may be really tightening or squeezing the budget, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee you if you come in and put in 12 weeks of the kind of just not two days no, and all this, exactly. but if you just come in and follow one of the programs and you give yourself 12 weeks of like solid intentional, honest work. Yeah. And like really by the end of that 12 weeks, did you come in and give everything that you could and, and yeah. like stick stuck to the plan and you're going to see results and you're going to see progress. Yeah. And hopefully then you then start to understand the value of these programs isn't necessarily the program. Yeah. It's the accountability. Yep. It's the structure. It's the routine. Yeah. It's the consistency. Those are, the, those are hard things to sell. You can't yeah. sell those no, things, sell right? Those so things. it's like, exactly. That's why people have to sell programs and they have to sell this and they have to use all these buzz buzzwords and yeah. marketing, you know, rhetoric and stuff because yeah. you, you can't sell those basic principles. No, no. But like my hope is that people don't come in and go, 
wow, that was, it's not, oh, that's the best $50 I've ever spent on a program. If you, that's, that's the worst way to look at this. It's the, and and those are the kind of people that are going to continually bounce around and jump around and they're looking for that thing and they're never going to quite find it. And so they're constantly moving around to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if that's you, you're not, you're not getting the value in it. And and if you ask me, it's not, it's not a lot of, it's not a high price point. And then of course, you know, I do one-on-one coaching as well, which is a much higher price point, but there's also the flip side of like, if you invest $300 a month into something, odds are you're going to do it. Right. That's and so it's like, really if you do it, yep. then you're going to see results and you're yeah. going to see progress. So like you're also, it's a one-on-one coaching. Yeah. It's a one-on-one it's, coaching it's slash, you know, the group, the group coaching, obviously I'm there, I'm coaching stuff too. Yeah. And it's more of a group aspect where you it's can submit videos. Guy. It's a community type yeah. of thing. You answer just questions and stuff. I still answer any and yeah. all questions. If you use the service, the yeah. way it's, it's yeah. provided, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a lot of people too will sign up and they don't use the services provided. Yeah. And then they're like, well, they, they go, well, I didn't really get what I wanted out of it. Well, it's like, it's because you didn't, you didn't use, it. Didn't use yeah. the service. Exactly. And then the one-on-one, obviously it's, it's more straightforward. Like yeah. you're, you're going to get a higher service mm-hmm. at a high, and a more direct service. I don't want to say that the quality of the service is necessarily better because I feel like the group coaching service is very good. high, yeah. but the one-on-one, it's just a more direct, yeah. right? So um, you're going to get that experience yeah. and it's, it's a good investment because I don't, my approach is never again, this is like the fifth time I've said this, but it's not just, here's the program. Yeah. Like it's not about the program. It's, it's about all the other things that make the program work for that person. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think also, even if you, if you get on the group coaching one-on-one, whatever you do, it's like, if you can do that, however long it takes for you to realize these the values that you can get from it. Right. Yeah. So for some, it might take 12 weeks yeah. for some, it might take two years. Right. Yeah. But it's like, once you realize that this whole thing of it's going to, you're going to learn a lot from going into the hard things and going into consistency yeah. and going into showing up every day and doing the most you can today, right? That's going to give you more than just switching all the time, right? Yeah. Because then you're never learning these qualities and you can, that also just translates to everything else that you do. Yeah. Everything, everything that you do is about consistency. Yeah. It's about showing up. It's about doing the right thing or else you wouldn't have this gym. You wouldn't yeah. have your business either. Right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's so, it's, it's, it, that's the biggest thing that you can learn from these things is that it's going to go out into the rest of it. Yeah. it, it it's, yeah. it's just going to, there's yeah. no way it wouldn't. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, man, again, I just want to finish up, say thank you. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to seeing your last season and yeah. how, how your, how your last season of college football goes. Yeah. And then uh, I'm sure I'll be right in the mix when we're kind of figuring out the game plan yeah. uh, for your next step. Fortunately, I know that you had mentioned CFL is like a big yeah. goal for you. Huge. Good yeah. thing. Good thing for you is I got some. I got some contacts in the CFL, so yeah. you know I'm sure if you have a really good season, yeah. um, I can reach out to some of my guys. Yeah. And then obviously we even here on the high school football exactly. team we have a I've one of the coaches yeah. is very well connected with the CFL. So um, That's a huge goal, yeah. And again, it's very likely that I'll hopefully be able to come down here yeah or at least maybe for a couple of weeks for for training for that yeah but yeah but it's gonna be now, fun yeah it's gonna be the season it's gonna be good cool man yeah all right brother thanks for chatting with thanks me. for chatting with me man it's been fun